Why, hello there, everybody, and welcome to Hardcore Heroes. How are you guys doing after our long break away? Oh, man, Neil, let me tell you. What are you going to tell us, Van Helsing? <laughs> there, so, yesterday, I've discovered... No, I, I can't do this. But what I can do is say that I'm glad Malachi is back, because I didn't want to waste my cleric-scented essential oil that I got <laughs> Oh, my today. God. <laughs> awesome. Oh, man. You're not going to tell the story again? I'm sure there's like one person in chat that didn't hear it. Yeah, All man, right, there's new people here. Uh, somebody from the floor above us set up like a fake baby ritual murder where they used a doll and dismembered it and put fake blood everywhere. And then the people on my floor smeared shit on each other's faces and licked it off. You are caught up. <laughs> this is the world that I live in. Jesus. Croak, how's it going? It's going really well. I, I, as the many of you in chat know, I'm done with tax season, and so that has been great. I've been, I've been chilling, taking it some time off. It's been really rainy here. I would have been to like the beach or something, but uh, I went and uh, watched some movies and just relaxed. It's been really good to not work. Very nice. How about you, Nick? Nice. nice. Uh, I'm pretty good. Um, right for the for people watching at home. Um, I'm in Scotland, in the middle of nowhere. On like literally in the middle of nowhere on a really, really shitty internet connection on somebody else's laptop with like phone headphones. So my usual style business good, but aside from that, I've been pretty good, you know? It's pretty nice here, actually. If I could show you the house, it would be a... Uh, nice. Good. Well, yeah. uh, does someone want to give us a recap of the previous events, which are quite a while ago now? Oh, God, I don't even remember. You don't remember? You don't um, remember the rap? Something to do with a were-rat. Oh, yeah, 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 the were-rat, and then Malachi went off and did Malachi things. Well, there you oh, go, mark down 100 experience. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll, I'll try my hand at this for once. Uh, party, so we are waiting in Redport for some number of weeks as uh, Croak purchased an expensive set of bronze plate mail for Van Helsing. And while we're here, we figured we should do some work, help pay for our, all our expenses. And we heard... Was it the town crier? Mm-hmm. Uh, was offering a job for a bunch of jobs for groups of adventures, and we took one to deal with a number of giant rats that had invested the aptly named town of Ratburg. Uh, we traveled out after I bought some silver arrows, and I think, yeah, just silver arrows, just in case it was a were-rat. Uh, we traveled out, we killed off something like 30 rats using conventional means in this town, like we just set up a bunch of food and poisoned it. Uh, you know, slaughtered a few with, I think, a gas spell. Uh, but after killing Stinking cloud. Rats, uh, the party was betrayed by one of the members in town named Aaron, who locked us in her house and transformed into a were-rat. Big surprise. It was a uh, big surprise. Everyone was shocked. Uh, so, two party members almost died. I believe Croak went down to one HP. And, yeah, it was brutal. Um, Malachi went down to two HP. I was down to one as well. Oh, you went down to one, oh and then God. Malachi managed to dodge two attacks with his 10 AC, narrowly surviving the encounter. Uh, Van Helsing did a shit job in the fight, but at least had the silver arrows and scared the, the were-rat off with those. Good. And good. following that, the party locked everyone up in the temple. Uh, the next day, went out to go hunting for the were-rat after they'd recovered a bit from the battle before, but the rat seemed to have moved on, run away from town, found a new pasture to go and terrorize. Uh, what did you guys to... recommend they rename the town to? Oh, God. All Rathburg? kinds of things. Oh, I think, yeah, all kinds of things. And then we went back to Rathburg in the end. Rathburg. 
Oh, no, no, no. Uh, Van Helsing's suggest or somebody's suggestion was uh, Catberg. Hmm. But then you're going to get a Wercat, which is even worse. <laughs> Ugh. That's true. It's, yep. you know, trading one problem for another. Uh, the party goes back to town. Malachi goes off to take up a life of thievery and become more like Croak and uh, uses Detect Magic to find a shop that has magical items inside. He walks in and casts Hypnotize on the shopkeeper to get him to trade a candle of Everburning for a random pendant that he claimed was magical. Lies. Yep. It was the, the way I did it, though, you know, with the, the, the yeah, swinging. The he cast the Hypnotize. He really felt like Singapore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm a legendary yeah. storyteller. Thanks for thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's hop into game then. You guys are in Redport. You've been here for a little while now, not super long. Uh, Nick, you are still some days away from learning your next spell if you do learn it. Which one am I trying to learn? Flaming Sphere. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. We can set everything on fire. Please yes. learn that. Just burn down all of the forests. Yeah. Lovely. No where to for a rat person to hide anymore. Uh, so. Yes. So I'm probably spending most of my time studying them. I am waiting for, is his name? Not Silfrey, the other wizard in Redport. <laughs> Sifledin. I'm waiting for him to uh, hear back from Rohana. As to whether he'll let me uh, work at his shop for a little bit. Right. Right. Yes. But that's going to take a few days. Remember, he's got to send information out and come I think he back. Said like a week. He said, yeah, he said a week. And it's probably been like, what, three, three days or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I will make a... Um... Uh, you told him where you were living, right? So he'll contact you when he hears about things. I think he said come back in a week, but that's okay. as well. Somehow didn't make a mark of this. Sithlidin? Uh, Sithlidin, yep. Okay. Not like you do this professionally or anything. <laughs> If he asks you to call himself Darth Sithlidin, like, run away. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. Sithlidin, the elven sorcerer. Hmm. Right. So, what are you guys doing? Um, you're hanging out in Redport. Yeah, I don't... Well, I'd like to, I guess, grab uh, time when the, the three of us are kind of together. And just kind of have a little chat with the with our companions. Um, I guess I, I sit us down in like the common room in the tavern while we're eating like breakfast or something. I say, well, I've been doing some thinking here uh, over the last couple of days, and um, it it gets to me that uh, we were here to look into this poisoning of of uh, Jarrett, and uh, we did a good job. Found ourselves a. Uh, uh, Rather interesting creature, Siren, and I have no doubt in my mind she enchanted him, but it, it occurred to me that uh, I, she seemed rather attached to the to your father there, Mr. Malachi, and 
as much as I am sure that uh, he was enchanted, it doesn't make sense to me that she would have afflicted him so and sent him on his way. Uh, and if she was so enraged at him um, and cursed him on the way out of town, it seems unlikely, at least to me, that she would have accepted him back in his uh, back in her arms so quickly upon return. And so that leaves us, uh, or at least leaves me in my wandering mind with uh, a bit of a conundrum, because our only other lead is a Mr. Boring. And uh, Van, we spoke with uh, about Boring before. You, you have no desire to meet him, and I understand that. Perhaps it would be good that uh, you stay uh, out of uh, the, the meeting with him, but I, Mr. Malachi, perhaps uh, you and I could have a talk with him. I think that perhaps I could earn some level of trust with him, and we could find out more about uh, about this Mr. Boring. Hmm. Well, I think it's a, a bad idea. I mean, you can do what you want in the end, but we should be careful over here. We do have to wait for the the armor to be finished before we can. It, it might be smarter to wait until we can safely leave town, without ruining any investments. Oh well, I just wanna. I don't want to ruin any investments. My my theory here is to kind of make some friends with him, at least at first. Uh, he's not going to tell us anything untoward unless uh, unless we get his confidence. So uh, I don't believe that this meeting would be anything that would uh, irritate him or, or cause us uh, undue harm in terms of staying and getting that uh, fancy little armor for you. Uh, but uh, it does make sense to be careful. Perhaps uh, Mr. Malachi could just come along, and I know you have the ability to see magic. Perhaps let us know if uh, you find some means by which he could have uh, hurt your father while we're talking. I think if I, uh, as you say, attempt to see magic whilst we're discussing with him, he might notice. I don't know if you've seen me do it before, but it's quite obvious. Hmm? Well, I did not realize that it was so obvious. Uh, is it something that I you... I might nail, like... Hmm? Sorry, go ahead, go is it, is it something it, that you can perhaps... right, Like when you cast the text. <laughs> there's, a, there's a delay here going on. Uh, Greg, go ahead. Yeah. Is it something perhaps that you could hide behind, like, some sunglasses? I could purchase that for you. Yes, I think that might work actually. Sorry, sunglass. Uh, what what are these sunglasses? Well, you see, the the rich and the fanciful folk they they go to this man named Oakley, and uh, he <laughs> creates these uh, bifocal lenses that uh, don't enhance your sight at all. In fact, they make you look like a pompous, arrogant noble. But uh, I've seen many a, an Oakley wearer around this year town, so I figure that perhaps for a, a gold piece or two, we might be able to get a reflective dark surface in front of a. Uh, in front of Mr. Malachi's eyes, perhaps hide that spell from him. We could, we could try. I don't necessarily see how much I would learn with detect magic hmm. in this meeting. Anyway, I think maybe perhaps if we should go want... and speak to the guy first, and then see um, see what he has to say for himself. And if we want to look into it more, then maybe we can come up with another excuse to return. Detect magic can detect items through walls. Uh, if you would like to go in and meet with the man. I could always stay outside and cast Detect Magic myself. Look on 
uh, through the indoor. Look through the wall, see if I can spot anything, try to mark down a location, and see if you can try to match the item with what I'm seeing from the outdoors. I could perhaps do this. I have a quite outstanding memory for locations and, and things. I could make a mental map of the room and kind of figure out where, cross-reference your your uh, magic to uh, what I see. That could potentially work, yes. Um, are you familiar with, uh, with the arcane magics? I know that you you're come from a bit uh, different place. My ability to detect <clears throat> magic is granted to me from the gods. No... No arcane sorcery is required. Huh? No skill required. <laughs> uh, excellent, excellent. Well, uh, I, this seems like a good idea to me. I, I do think I could, uh, I could make that work. Uh, do, Malachi, you seem to be rather against this idea altogether. Would you rather not uh, accompany me? I guess. Well, I don't mind getting to see him. Um, I don't believe he's responsible for what happened to my father, but he probably knows more than anyone else what did happen, so it seems like a reasonable place to start. Plus, uh, sorry, I think he I, does have a number of magical items in there. Uh, Neil, out of game really fast. I already went to the blacksmith to get my measurements done, right? No, but you have many, many months of waiting. I think it was only like 16 weeks or 12 yeah. weeks. Yeah. You are currently on the 16th of February. Your plate mail will be done on the 31st of May. So you need to be present for two weeks during this process for measurements. But you've got like three and a half months to do it in. Okay, I think um, I'll, I'll go and get it done early. Since they're going to be meeting with Born and everything, Van doesn't really have much to do. Okay. Uh, I think the only other thing he really does is in the mornings, he goes down to the docks to just kind of keep an eye on the ships coming in. Sure. Uh, Mr. Van, uh, I also have a request of you, seeing as, uh, well, I don't have much way with letters and uh, words, and uh, you also have some clout that goes with you. I've kept my ear to the ground around here following our um, unfortunate run-ins with the halfling feet people, and uh, we know that there was that third party involved. I seem to have gotten a bit of a... that uh, perhaps a, a noble around uh, nearby, uh, a Mr. Christie in uh, Hillsborough. And uh, I don't believe that he's necessarily the one we're after, but I think that we, if I could get an audience with him, uh, perhaps we could uh, learn a bit more information. Could you write to uh, Mr. Christie and secure myself uh, an audience with him? Sorry, this is the Halfling's Feet dealer. Huh? This is the Halfling's Feet dealer? Um, well, yeah, yeah, he's the Halfling's Feet dealer, but, um... Sorry, I, I wasn't sure if you said that or not. Well, I, I did not... I, see, I think he's involved with it, or it might have more information, but I don't believe, based on my sources, that he's the same one. Uh, so, uh... What I think you... that, uh... I just want to talk with him and, and learn some more about it, learn what he may know. What would you want me to write? As a cleric of... As a cleric, I can't engage in these kinds of activities. Even in a ruse, I can't 
Wait. I can't knowingly do business with a traitor, somebody somebody involved in such a disgusting business. Perhaps all that uh, that need be is that uh, you ask for an audience uh, between him and uh, a representative, Mr. Croak, and uh, I'll just have a talk with him. You don't have to do any dealings with him at all. Hmm. I doubt this man is religious. I don't think he'd take the word of a cleric very highly. However, I can write a letter for you in your name. I would appreciate that if you could do such a thing. Very well. All right. Um, Malachi, would, would, are you interested in accompanying me to Mr. Bourne's shop, or shall I go alone? Well, I'd be interested to see what he's got in there. But I do think uh, this meeting might look less suspicious if it's just yourself. If we go in too strong, me quite clearly spellcaster, then we may set off his suspicions. Perhaps you just not reveal your identity, Malachi. Go in oh, I... normal clothing. I'm just not sure what I add to the situation. Croak, if you think you need me there, then I'm, I'm happy to go with you. Why don't you walk with me and we'll discuss it, and if you don't want to do it, then uh, <laughs> we'll leave you at the door. You can do something akin to what Mr. Van asked for if you'd like, and just kind of detect some magic and tell me where it is. I, um, I'll, I'll walk with you, yeah. All right. So with that, uh, we take off. If I get a little bit of distance out where it's just me and Malachi walking on the street and be like, all right, so here's the thing. I don't really know if this man has anything to do with your father's death. I kind of assumed that you might be really into it if, uh, if you heard that. But let me, let me try something a little different with you, Mr. Malachi. Uh, this man here is wealthy, quite wealthy, and seems to be have some kind of clout in town. You know, we saw his journal. He's, he's got some price fixing or whatever. I want to clean him out. Now, I'm not asking you to do anything too dangerous, but uh, I'm going to introduce him uh, myself as uh, Mr. Croak and uh, let him know what I do. And uh, maybe see if he can earn his trust as like a front or a, a fence for, for my items and uh, get to know him that way. I intended to introduce uh, you as, as just no one in particular, but perhaps you accompany the shadow of Shia Brook into uh, his uh, domain and you are the wizard that helps me out. We can introduce ourselves together, earn his trust, and then we can learn what secrets he may have. Well, it's an interesting offer. I actually uh, scanned his shop just a couple of days ago with Detect Magic, and there's certainly some powerful items in there. Uh, so interesting. If, he is, if we're looking for someone to steal from, he's probably a good target. But I would worry that he is uh, perhaps more powerful than your average shop owner. This is why I want to take my time with him, right? I want to gather some information, you and me, learn about it. Yeah. If we can involve Van in small ways, perhaps that's best for safety. But uh, I want to understand what we're... Uh, I want to understand what we're doing, right, before we get too involved. I want to make some friends with the gods. I have some uh, young accomplices that are going to help me out with a distraction I have in mind a few weeks out. But in the interim of those few weeks... I would really like to uh, get as much information as we can about Mr. Boren and however his protections are on the shop and see what we can do to neutralize them. Hmm. Well, yeah, let's go. I mean, maybe if we tell him a somewhat honest story, we might be able to 
infiltrate them from the inside easier than from the outside. I agree. I think I'll embellish a little bit. Have you that potion we took from the uh, from the siren steel? I think I have one. Excellent. I don't intend to give it to him, but perhaps we may show it off and uh, let him know that there's real value in what we do. Sure. Do you, do you want to take it? You're the uh, you're the showman. Sure. Sure. I, I can do right. that. Actually. Hey. Yeah. Sure. Why not? I'll hand you the potion of vitality. Okay. Excellent. I'll give it back to you as soon as we're done with him, but... Okay, yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, we're going to make our way to Boren's shop then. Um, and uh, actually, uh, Malachi, do you want some Oakleys to, to try and hide your Detect Magic? I think uh, Detect Magic might be best safe for another day, Kirk. I've already okay. scanned the shop from the outside. Let's, uh, let's see what he's got to say. And if we do decide to rob him, then... Right. I shall if, you, uh, if you can, take a look around the shop with me and uh, see if you can't remember where that magic was coming from. Maybe we'll figure out something a little interesting. We can identify some stuff with your with your memory. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I think he he's, it's a shop where he's trying to sell things. So he's probably going to tell us which items are the most powerful and which are the most magical, if we ask. That is potential, yes, yes. Uh, that could be something we could ask about. All right, let's let's get it on. All right, let's go. Uh, so we uh, walk into the shop, um, or I guess walk to it. We know where it is, yeah? Yes. Okay. I know where it is, at least. Beautiful. Um, so I want to walk in and then just kind of take a look around, see who's in it. Um, and while I kind of walk around and pretend like I'm browsing the shelves of, of whatever he sells... Sure. Uh, if you take a look at roll 20, here is Boren's shop. Okay. Um, it's a pretty well, simple... I'm assuming those are like shelves and things kind of lining it. Yeah, so the uh, full diagonal lines are tables. The okay. dotted diagonal lines are like bookshelves. The horizontal lines is like the equivalent of a, a checkout counter. It's really just like a counter behind which is standing the um, employee that runs the place. The big black square in the middle is a column that holds up the second floor. That staircase in the back left is a staircase, and that is a door at the bottom center. There are no windows whatsoever. So um, remind me about a few sessions back, if you can. Mm -hmm. When we were talking with the widow, did, did we hear that he lived somewhere else or, or had bought... He had bought this new, right? Am right. I making stuff up if I think he lives here? I don't think you're making anything up. I don't think you know for certain where he okay. lives. I thought... I know who he bought it new, but I don't remember. Okay, cool. Um, so, customers in right now? There are a few customers in. By the door on the left side, when you're walking in, mm -hmm. is a female dwarf. Uh, she is armed. Where is she... Um, she is armed with splint mail, a steel battle axe, and a steel medium shield. Uh, she's about 3-4, um, and is kind of eyeing you suspiciously as you walk in. On the right side behind that counter is a human. Um, he looks like he's kind of a shop owner? Yeah. Okay. I give a big smile, like the winningest one I can to the to the dwarven lady. 
and kind of tip my non-existent hat and be like, a good day to you, my dear. How are you? And just kind of walk past and begin kind of going down this, mm. I guess, left aisle here, making my way closer to the, the counter where Boren would be. And yeah, I how much? A... Sorry, Greg, go on. Okay. I make a good show of, of looking at, at stuff on the counter and picking it up and then kind of make loud conversation with Malachi, supposedly. Um, very one-sided conversation where I'm just dropping... Uh... So, uh, Mr... Mr. Smith, have you heard the news? I, I heard some aggressive birds from the Shirebrook area have been landing in by the docks. Seems that they're aggressively taking the eggs from other uh, nests around, putting them in their own. They oh, my. Like quite that sounds a, awful. Yeah, it is. It's quite awful. It seems that uh, they're looking to roost around here. It's Are they been, dangerous? Quite interesting. And uh, I, I keep extending that metaphor out as long as possible, uh, clearly dropping some thieves can't to a potential, hopefully mm. Boren might know that. The, um, that this I'm guy behind the counter thinks you're talking about real birds and starts asking oh, yeah. about their species and color and when do they come? Where can I find these birds? <laughs> are they, are they beautiful? Are they dangerous? Or are they just, you know... He says, oh, they are beautiful indeed, as, be as beautiful as if Chiss carved them herself, but uh, uh, it turns out they are a little bit uh, aggressive, dangerous creatures. They, they take what they want from the, the surroundings, and uh, it seems like there's quite a problem on the docks. They're roosting in there. It's, it's awful. Um, and uh, I, I look to him and say, hey, are you the, the owner here? I have some interesting... Uh, I, I've taken some interest in some of this stuff in here. I'd, I'd like to talk with somebody. Oh, I'm not the owner, but I would be more than happy to show you around. Here, what are you in the market for? We have some wondrous items here at Borum's Emporium. Are you a, a chess playing man? We have a lovely ivory chess set in the back here. Let me show it to you. It's fantastic. Sure, sure by all means. Yeah, it, it comes from the Minotaur Island. Um, I believe they call it Minotauria. Strange name. Uh, my owner, or not my owner, my... um. <laughs> employer here says that these are actually made from minotaur tusks but as far as i'm concerned minotaurs don't have tusks maybe he meant horns uh, anyway here we go look at this beautiful ivory he says uh pointing to this lovely chest set it's got a wood board that is made of bogwood and white oak in a checker pattern and then two sets of ivory figures. One of them is red, and one of them is kind of a brownish color. Uh, not very nice-looking ivory, but, you know, minotaur horns must be a little bit different. I, I make a show of inspecting them and looking at them. And I say, oh, Mr. Smith, you, you like a, a good game of chess, do you not? Is this uh, up your alley? It's an extremely lovely uh, set. I do enjoy to play chess from time to time, yes. Hmm. I'd imagine something like this, this rather... Worth uh, a few gold coins, no? Ah, uh, a few, I'm sure. I'm sure. Quite a few, yes. Yes. Tell me, d does your does your employer have a, a deed uh, or something that identifies these as truly made of Minotaurian tusk? Um, no, I don't think so. But no you can trust me when you come to Borum's Emporium. You get the quality that you pay for. 
Well, I, I have no doubt about that, but, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't want to, to have something like this and have it turn out to be made of uh, a lesser quality ivory by mistake. You know, th I'm sure there are more things to come out of Minotauria than just my uh, Minotaurs. That's um, fair. That's fair. What about what about a set of mithril daggers? Mm. I point to my broadsword and I say, well, you see, this is really more for show than anything. I'm not a, a fighting man. It turns out a big stick keeps a lot of people at bay, if you know what I mean. A voice hey, uh... comes booming across the town saying, did you say mithril scimitar? <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to take a look at the mithril daggers now. Uh, can I, I say, hmm, do these uh, come as a set or do you purchase just one? He takes you over and opens a steel box, uh, and there are five mithril daggers hanging inside the box. He points nice. to them and goes, these can be sold individually or as a whole, um, whatever you please. There will be a slight discount if you buy all five of them, though. Uh, they come from the dwarven lands to the, where are we, to the northeast and of, are of the highest quality steel you can find. In fact, it's mithril. not even steel, it's mithril. Right. Uh, yes, and uh, how much would, would one charge for a dagger such as this? Uh, mithril is... How about we do a trade? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, I think mithril is 15 times the normal cost. Things. Oh, are daggers like, like one gold? Daggers are a gold, two gold. So a mithril dagger would be thirty gold. That's actually not bad. Okay, right. is it fifteen? I pull out my my steel dagger. Neil, what's the what's the in game effect of mithril? Um, it is mithril is to all metals what bronze what steel is to bronze. So if anyone's wearing any metal armor, you get a plus one to hit them. Um. Does that does stack it. with the bronze? Like, do you get a plus two against bronze? No. Does it no. apply to leather? It doesn't... I was thinking about having it apply to leather, but I haven't been 100% sure on it. Um, I think mithril is plus one to hit all metals. Adamantium would be plus one against any armor. Is so, it um, plus one against steel and then plus two against bronze, or just plus one against all metals? Just plus one against all metals. Okay. Is it... Like, uh, nicely engraved, does it look fancy, or is it just a bog-standard dagger that's made of mithril? Uh, there's not a lot in terms of engravings, but they are very nice. You know, it's not just a dagger with made out of mithril. It's a an elegant dagger, but it doesn't have, like, carvings. It's just the, the flow to it is very nice. Um, sorry. Um, well, I, I take out my steel dagger and say, like, Perhaps we could trade this and make somewhat of a discount? I don't think so. Um, we don't really... Well, perhaps. Um, what sort of trade were you thinking? Well, rather than... Uh-oh. What'd you say? We need to buy a, a dagger, Mr. Mr. Smith. Uh, I feel like... This may be uh, an unnecessary purchase. I know. I think uh, it's always wise to have weapons around, is it not? That's fair. 
Yeah, Neil, I'll just like sell them the, the, the iron dagger and, and buy the mithril one. Okay. So. Do, 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 do. I think the iron dagger I got was nicely engraved and I bought it for 15 gold. Where are my unusual metals adjusters? Um, oh, okay, another in the monstrous manual. Hold on, I just need to double check the that I have that price right. What fifteen or fifteen yeah, times? Yeah, uh, fifteen times. I want to make sure that's the right price. Because silver weapons are... We've said silver is five times the standard cost, right? When uh, you I bought your silver arrowheads? Uh, I think silver. I think steel was five and then silver was ten, actually. Uh, let me double check. I can... Let me see what the price was for the arrows, because I know okay. how much I spent for them. Yeah, sorry, I think there's like a bit of a delay when I talk. It's kind of making it awkward to hold conversations. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Um, why can I not find my information about silver? Ten times the price. Was for silver? Yeah, I paid five gold for ten, so that'd be ten okay. times the price. So steel is five times, silver is ten times. Um... Okay, so mithril should actually be uh, three times as expensive as silver. So it should be 5, 10, and 30. Let me write this down in a document so I do not forget. Jesus. So it would be 60 gold. Right. Okay, wait. Then I've got a Zircon gem worth 50 gold. I'll give him one of them and my, my iron dagger if he'll take the trade. Seal dagger, sorry. Okay. Okay, so bronze is normal cost. Steel is five times the cost. Um, silver is ten times the cost. Mithril is 30 times. Adamantium is 500 times. Okay. I feel like steel and... Are we sure steel and silver are separate? I thought they were both the same. I thought they were both ten times. I don't know what steel is. Okay. I think steel was ten times. Yeah, okay, steel so... Good. I know steel. Steel is ten times. Steel the is silver I don't know about. Alright, so this dagger is 60 gold, and you want to trade your Zircon gem? gem. 50, mm -hmm. But I've got an iron dagger. Steel dagger, so I guess okay. uh, yeah. that's a fair trade. Yeah. So he takes a look at it, take, picks up the gem, looks through it, goes back to the counter, pulls out one of those little gem-looky <laughs> magnifying glassy thingies, um, takes a look at it again. You notice now while he's doing this that the room is very well lit, despite the fact that there are no windows whatsoever. And Neil, so as this is going on, you remember I looked through the wall with Detect Magic last time? Yes. Is there any chance that I could roll an intelligence check to try and maybe guess as to what the powerful magic items that were in here were? Um... 
The no, powerful no, no, magical no, no, items no. you would notice are were all upstairs on the second floor. Okay. Yeah. Yep. There's continuous light in a room with no windows and no torches. Yes. And there's no magic items down here. Correct. Okay. Mm. Um, well, at least none that you're aware of that. currently. Uh, so he hands the gem back to you after examining it and yes. takes the dagger, turns it over in his fingers a few times and says, I think, good sir, we have a deal. Perfect. Uh, I've always wanted a mithril weapon. I have a friend of mine who's a fighter. He'll be furious. <laughs> well, that's what we strive to do. Make our friends jealous, right? Exactly. Um, he goes back and grabs one of the daggers, brings it over to you with its nice, beautiful sheath, sets it on the counter, um, and takes the gem from you, and the, the deal is done. Perfect. Awesome. Well, that is an excellent deal to uh, whet our appetites here. Uh, as I was saying, uh, is there a chance we could perhaps meet with your employer, Mr. Boren? It seems there may be more business we could do together. Uh, I would like to have the opportunity to chat with you. Um, my employer is a very busy man. I would be happy to assist you in any purchases that you have to make, though. Are you still looking for something else? Uh, we have. Oh, I have a fine eye for the fineries. You see, I, I travel in and out myself uh, from town. Uh, many people, I'm sure, do around here. Uh, a bit of a traveling trader, uh, I, me and Mr. Smith are. Um, I have some rather fine goods that I would wonder if they interest uh, Mr. Boren. And uh, I also would be very interested in some of these. I see you have some... Um, I just point to something that's kind of in bulk. Um, whatever that may be. Coffee beans. Excellent. I see you have some real nice-looking coffee beans over here that perhaps would sell very well on my next stop. There's, you have some fine uh, fine goods here, and uh, I have some goods myself. Perhaps uh, uh, an accord could be struck between the two of us. Is there a way that I could schedule to meet to Mr. Uh, Mr. Bourne? Uh, what sort of goods do you have for sale? Mm, I... Let's see. I, I don't want uh, too many rumors running around this here town, but uh, I, I can uh, assure you they will interest him. Uh, many of them tend to be uh, a bit obscure and hard to find, uh, written on paper and jarred in vials, if you know what I mean. Hmm, I see. Well, if you can leave me with a list of items that you can acquire uh, or have to sell on hand, I would be happy to show it to Mr. Boren and see what he has to say. Unfortunately, he is very busy and cannot come down to deal with customers on a face-to-face -face basis. Mm, I see, I see. Uh, well, let me uh, go and take a good accounting, I suppose. Mr. Malachi, you, or Mr. Smith, uh, you can uh, write these things down for him, I'm sure. Uh, make sure to, to include all of the very interesting items that uh, Mr. Bourne could, uh, could enjoy, uh, and uh, just let him know. And yeah, I will be back here with this man. And uh, please, uh, I will come by tomorrow, perhaps, to uh, have a chat with him. If you leave the information here, I will get it to him as quickly as possible. Okay. Mr. Malachi, please, please make a list of all the wondrous and interesting things that we may have for Mr. Boring. I shall, uh, I shall bring a list shortly. I'll need time to review our inventory. Okay. All right. Uh, and I, I'll tip my non-existent hat once again. 
at the at the person and say, well, I, I hope that I can be back and, and be doing fine business with you again, sir. Um, and then I give another winning smile the best I can to, uh, to the dwarf on the way out. Um, and I begin uh, walking around the building, kind of investigating it once I get to the outside. All right. Well, when we leave, then I'll I'll tell you that I think that all of the magical items are upstairs. And um, also, from what the attendant said, he seemed to suggest that Boren was upstairs. He said he doesn't have time to come down for every customer. I, I do get that feeling. Uh, I did leave quite an impression in there, I believe. We threw some money around a gemstone, to be quite honest, and uh, I let him know that there was some interesting people here uh, looking for him. Uh, that should get his attention. Uh, but if yeah. you would just make up a list of just kind of interesting, crazy things we might have to sell. Ooh, actually, is is Neil, is Thieves Can't, like, able to be written? Yeah, Thieves Can't is really just a slang that people use. Yeah. All right, so we're totally going to leave a list of items that look really expensive and awesome to, like, a layman, but are clearly like, hey, this is a thief that wants to talk with you. And mm -hmm. hopefully he's a thief, and maybe he's a fighter or a wizard, and that doesn't work, but I'm going to try it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so I, 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 give, you uh, I tell Malachi like the list to write down. Okay. It's just, you know, I don't know. Oh, shit. Diamond scale. Oh my goodness. Did your power go out? Back on. No, I, I don't think so. Yeah. So, <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> Why did that happen? There was no one behind me, was there? I heard a light switch flip. A click. Oh, maybe, maybe it's one of my friends. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Um... So anyway, I, I tell Malachi the list to write, and then I want to kind of walk around the building looking for windows. You can't have a windowless place. You would want to at least look out in the street or let a breeze through, right? So maybe there's windows upstairs. You uh, notice in the... In the uh, front of the shop, on the second story, there is a pair of windows. Okay. Um, there's no shutters, and it's thick plate glass. Uh, when you walk around the rest of the building, you see no other windows on anywhere. Although, you can see places where there once were windows. There's actually quite a few places where that used to have windows that have since been boarded up, but in like a, a nice, tasteful way that doesn't make it look ugly. You know, boarded up and redecorated. Does that look recent, or does that look like... It was done a long time ago. It looks more recent. Okay, so... Probably within the last couple of years. Okay. We think he got this relatively newly, so he might have done that. That makes me think more like... I don't know, mate. It wasn't anyone doing it, it was just... And then... It's just magic. <laughs> magic. <laughs> There's, is there... Um, the roof, how does that look? What's the roof made out of? Tile. Tile? Slanted, sloped, flat. Uh, curved Spanish tile on a sloped roof. Okay. <gasps> uh, any any evidence of what could be an attic or cellar? No. No, none at all. Okay. I take. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I, oh god, I, I I haven't heard a single thing Crook said. I've been too busy watching Nick just try to figure out what's going on with the lights. It's like every time they go off, just the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't I just ignore me, I guess. Did anyone happen to die in that place that you're staying a couple years ago, Nick? 
I mean, you're by a lake. So. It's, it's a, seems like a place the kids would go. <laughs> I mean, your friends aren't missing, right? They're still there. <laughs> There's no, like, holiday. Is there? Alright. Well, I like, uh, it is pretty creepy, though. Like, it is in the middle of nowhere. But I, I checked. I don't think it's any of my friends doing it. I don't know, maybe it's like an automatic sensor. Like, maybe it's gonna keep moving or something. Hmm. Let's keep the lights up. I'll just, like, oh, randomly work. Okay. Where were we? I'm sorry if we got lost. I was examining yeah. the, the the building from the right, outside. Right, right. Um, in terms of alleys, what are the alleys like next to it? There's uh, an alley on either side, and the back of the shop uh, doesn't quite abut the, the wall. So if the dock is kind of on a lower platform that's been carved and made flat. And then there's a, a bit of a wall, like a, an eight-foot wall that goes up to the rest of the town. And there's a set of stairs that leads up to that. So this shop is almost all the way to the back of that wall. There's a, a narrow alleyway that allows you to walk through. And then this shop has very narrow spaces between it and the uh, buildings to its left and right. Like you narrow can walk... Narrow and potentially dark. Yeah, you can walk, but if your shoulders might scrape, you know... Uh, you could, in theory, penguin walk your way down without bumping in either side of the building, but they're narrow, narrow alleyways. Cool. Um, and they have some refuse and things in them. You know, there's like okay. a dead dog lying in the back of one of them. Okay, okay, so neglected, not locked down a lot, not used a lot, dark. Yes. Good. Okay. I turn around to Malachi and I give him a list of things like powdered dragon teeth and other roguey things that'll look expensive, but catch the eye of a rogue if he if he sure. happens to see it um and uh i tell him uh well I, I guess we'll try to come back tomorrow and speak with Boren himself that was a, a bit unfortunate that the shop owner does not do business himself uh, i could see a, a rich man not liking that too much but i don't i don't do well as a as a noble <laughs> i tend to impersonate the common folk a little more so <laughs> Uh, I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you this potion back. Let's meet again. Uh, let's meet again tomorrow here. See if we can't get a meeting with uh, Mr. Boren. And, well, uh, uh, I'm spend some time. So Sorry, go I'll for it. I'll drop this. Uh, I'll drop this list off now, so he can have a chance to talk to Boren, and then he kind of indicated the sooner we could give him the list, the sooner he could arrange a meeting. Excellent. Yeah, if you could write that up for me, that would be wonderful. Let him know. Uh, I'm going to spend some time getting to know the area here, and uh, I'll let you go off and uh, do your study, and I know that uh, it's important for you to get many hours into that book, so I, I won't Indeed. take any more time. Indeed. All right, well, uh, wait here five minutes. I'll walk back with the interview to the end, and I, I head back into the uh, into the shop, call over the attendant, and say, uh, here, I, I have this list. If um, if Boren would care to speak with us, uh, we'll return tomorrow. Will do. Hand in the list uh, okay. and walk out. All right. Uh, I think we're at about at our breaking point anyway, so why don't we take a break, and when we come back, we'll see what other things you guys can get into, and we'll catch up with Van Heelsing, who has been doing... I have just been shirtless montaging my measurements with the, uh, the blacksmith. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. All right. We'll see you guys in a few minutes. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Hardcore Heroes. So, you guys are in Redport. You've got this plan to talk to Boren, try and get a little bit in with him. Uh, Van Helsing is getting measured. 
Yeah, do I need to do that for a continuous two weeks? or can No, I do like, like a week and then they'll, they'll need to take your measurements, they'll need to, like, build something and try it on your arm, and then, the, you know. So you can so actually I, I do can... it oh, a few days here, a few days there, a few days there. Just okay. two weeks total. I'll try to get the two weeks done, but I guess, yeah, that, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I, I think other than that, when Van has spare time in Redport, he wants to, this, this is purely just, like, I guess flavors since the rules don't really state that you need to do this. But I think Van's sort of like he tries to um get into maybe like there there'd be like a guardhouse, right, with like a shooting range, like an archery range. Yes. I, I would try he would try to get in there so that he could practice using a longbow, since he's pretty new to using one. Uh, the people at the gates tell you that it is closed to the public. The archery range here is only for the guardsmen of Redport. Alright. He'll he'll find somewhere to fire those arrows. Sure. He'll find a haystack if he has to. He'll find something. Yeah. Great. Um, is there anything else you guys wanted to do for that day, or should we skip it and move on to the next? Yeah. Um, okay. I want to. <clears throat> I want to come back to the shop area, like the outside uh, around when like closing time would be, mm -hmm. or even before. And I just kind of want to meander through the streets. I'll do the croak thing where he strikes up a conversation with literally anyone on the street about anything. And I'm just watching the shop. I want to see if the dwarf stays yes. or leaves. Dwarf and stays. I see if Boren leaves at any time to do anything. And I want to see if he, like, I want to see if another clearly, like, armored guard comes in, right? Or out. Like, I want to know if he has two dwarves, or four dwarves, okay. or just one. Um, so later that evening, the shop door opens, and out steps uh, that dwarven woman with the armor and the battle axe and the shield, the guy who was manning the desk, and out comes another woman as well. She is... Uh, a human female, about 5'7", 140 pounds. She also has splint mail, um, a long sword, and a short sword. Both look like they're made of steel. Um, okay. And a dagger. Okay, two guards. They leave about closing time. Um, yeah, when most places are beginning to close up. I keep an eye on them. Do they look like they're going towards um, like a place to eat or something? They are moving in the same direction together. I guess what I'm going to do is I'm going to follow <laughs> them discreetly. I guess I'm going to tail them to see where they go. Okay. Um, they walk for a ways, kind of dodging between various places and end up... Where do they end up? Uh, they end up at the Rancid Ooze. Which is a tavern in town. Jesus. Okay, I see them go in, and I'll wait um, a half hour. Do they leave in a half hour? No. Okay, I walk in at a half hour, um, and uh, well, I guess I, I open the door and look around. It is a dim, gross-looking place. Rancid ooze sort of fits it well. 
-hmm. Is that the name of their signature beer? <laughs> You'll have to drink it to find out. Um, where are we here? So it's a, a din, poorly lit area. There's a lot of unscrupulous folks sitting about. Uh, a lot of people picking their nails with daggers or knives. Or there's one guy at a booth with like his foot up in his face, chewing on his toenails to straighten them out. Uh, the okay. barkeeper is maybe like a half orc or something. He's definitely some weird mixed race creature behind the okay. bar, make, uh, pouring drinks. There are a few people that are definitely roguish, thievish types lollygagging around, and you also see what looks to be a, a very large, burly bouncer near the front door. Okay. Um, do I see the group of three that I was following? Um, you do. Okay. They are Hi. about halfway back against the wall, uh, sitting around a table, just the three of them chatting. Okay. I walk up to the... I, I do what I can to look less like... Um, Croak is a very colorfully dressed person all the time. And I guess, like, I want to look, I'm, I'm going to do what I can, I guess, with a cloak or, or just make sure I emphasize the dirty parts of me to look more like someone that's put together, like, a lot of um, different patches and things. Like, I want to look more like a peasant and less like someone who has money with his colorful clothing. Um, and if that's not possible, whatever. Um, but I, I, I try to take on a, a poorer look. And I go to the bar um, and I order... The, the ooze or whatever, and I just kind of watch them. Okay. How exactly do you try and take on a poor look without changing your clothes? That's a very clothes? good question. Um, <laughs> I feel like I probably have, like, a cloak or something, perhaps. Um, and I, I guess I kind of drape it over to, to... I'm still colorfully dressed, but, like, mutedly so. Um, and I don't walk with the same arrogance that Croak normally walks with. Croak, when he walks into a bar, bounces around, beams at people, okay. um, like, walks around like he owns the place. Um, and in this time, I look more like a fat, lowly person, kind of hunched over a little more. Um, I try to, I, I, I try to, like, I guess I, I, I use my equipment or, or whatever I have on me to try to like look more muted and just kind of walk to the bar dejected, more not dejectedly, but like okay. like I belong in a place like this. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I order the 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 standard mm -hmm. ooze or, or whatever the specialty is here, and I just kind of watch the the three of them from from a distance. Sure. Uh, they seem to be having some sort of discussion. Eventually, the bartender brings over this shot glass filled with this kind of viscous, greenish fluid and says, three silver, which okay. you can keep in your monthly allotment. But, you know, he charges you a lot for it, is the point. Okay. Um, I, I thank him, and, uh, and uh, I drink it, and... Um... Basically, I am sitting here. Give me uh, a constitution check, please. Oh, oh boy. And who said constitution was a crappy score? That is a 13 on the money. Ooh, perfect. That is as good as I could do. 
All right, you drink it and you hold it down, but it does not like to be held down. It feels oh, yeah. like it's coming up, but you you keep it down. Uh, the bartender eyes you like he's waiting for something and then <laughs> nods his head and pours you a, another drink. Uh, this this ooze thing that you ordered, this viscous green thing, tastes like moldy slime. Oh, God. It's, it goes down thick and slow, and it has a terrible flavor and like a furry texture almost. It's also, furry? Yeah, oh. it's also like a little bit warm. It's like I'm drinking a caterpillar. Yeah, oh. it's gross. Uh, yeah, it's not Oh, God. Okay. So I drink slowly at the bar just for a while. Um, basically, I want to see them leave and or maybe they notice me, but I'm not super excited about that. But uh, I want them... I Basically, I want to see where they go after here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, they're here for about an hour before they the two warriors um, get up and leave. The, the human woman and the dwarven woman get up and take off. Okay. I pay my bar tab. Um, I give them like a minute difference. So like they, as I see them leaving, I pay my bar tab. They walk out the door. I give them about a minute and I leave to, to tail them again. Okay. All right. You step out into the night uh, after they depart. And look both ways, and they are gone. I'm, I begin making my way back to Boren's place, probably okay. quickly, so that, like, if they're going that direction, I could catch them and, like, see... Like, I would catch them and see them, and I could resume tailing them, but I, I begin moving quickly towards Boren's place. All right. You make it back to Boren's place, and you did not run into them on the way there. Okay. Um, cool. Um... That's enough reconnaissance for one night, I guess. I'm going to make my way slowly back. I Now, like, Croak's demeanor completely changes again, right? He was all crumped over and, and poorly and destitute looking in the bar. Now he's, you know, cloaked back, equipment back. He's, he's colorful and bright, and he's got a big smile on his face, and he's flouncing down the street. And I begin walking slowly back towards our, um, basically our uh, headquarters. We're at a hotel basically yes. um I, I begin walking back towards that um, and i'm keeping an eye out for the guards on the street because it's it's evening time getting towards night i guess um and so i, I want to see where they're coming and going be noticed right i want them to be accustomed to this big bright man walking around the street um sure. if they come talk to me i'll smile at them and give them the best you know croak impression i can and i want to win over these guards or at least be noticed by them okay uh, guards pretty much ignore you and go about their duty. They walk in pairs. They have bronze breastplates and halberds that they carry around everywhere. Or glaives? I don't remember right now. I believe you told me halberds back when I first took notice of them. Partisans is what they're yeah. carrying. Partisans. What are they carrying? I'm sorry. Partisans? Partisans. That makes sense. Okay. Glaives are horrible in second edition by default. Yeah. Um, anyway, you make it back to the tavern eventually. Okay, that'll be my that'll be my reconnaissance for the night. Sure. Uh, anyone else have anything they'd like to do that day? Hmm. Um, I kind of wish that I was with Croak. I had a really good idea, but as I wasn't, then 
Probably not. I probably just sit in the bar with a drink and my pipe and read the spell book. Okay. I imagine Malachi was bragging about that uh, dagger that he bought. Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably, so yeah. I think, uh, <laughs> I think Van, sort of every morning, goes down and looks at the docks, wondering if uh, his father's ship is going to come back. <laughs> I don't think he ever really expects to see that mithril scimitar, but he hasn't quite given up hope yet, and he just kind of oh. stares out to the sea every day. <laughs> did, did my father sail away, Neil? Yeah, is that what he did? Yeah, he took off. <laughs> All right, good, well, he's dead to me anyway. You're dead to him. Yeah, well... <laughs> Uh, all right, next day, seventeenth. It's a Wednesday. Excellent. Yeah, the one last spell. Nope. Right. Well, um, you wouldn't know until the end of the day anyway. So, but okay. spoilers, you don't. I didn't learn it last yesterday. Nope. Okay. You got one more day of learning, right? Two more days. It's two D. It's it's two D two days, right? Right. Spell level two spell. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, I assume that uh, Van and Croak and Malachi probably meet in the mornings, I guess, over breakfast. And yeah. uh, I guess we have a little bit of a, of a recap of... Um, I tell, I tell uh, Van, uh, we uh, didn't get a chance to meet with uh, Boran, uh, so we left him a note, and uh, we think that uh, he may be available today for us. So I think Malachi and I are going to go back and uh, check that out. Um what were you up to? You get a chance to go down the armor, I heard? Yes, and I think Van just kind of does some flexing while he's there. It's like, yes, we uh, took some measurements. All right, excellent. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think this is going to be a Van Heelsing session. <laughs> <laughs> so well, when you, when you get a chance uh, to, to write up that letter, I would be appreciative of it. And... Oh, yeah. Uh, what do you want to write? We can just get that out of the way right now. Oh my, as you know, I do not have a way with the words. In fact, I can't even read them myself. Um, but uh, I basically, I just want to say that uh, that uh, uh, Toby would like to, to meet up with him. Uh, he may have may have heard from, from uh, his contacts about, uh, about uh, Mr. Toby inquiring, and uh, he, he think that uh, we would like to have the discussions about his uh, business. Okay. Uh, I will get some parchment later today to write it on, and I will, I'll show you the letter, and then you can send it off. Oh, I appreciate you showing it to me. I'll, I'll read it to you out loud. <laughs> Excellent. Would you like me to teach you how to read at some point? I do have... I, I kind of up, when I we have... are mm -hmm. less busy, I, yeah. I would enjoy the, the, the knowledge, I'm sure. Perhaps writing would be more important. I mean, I so I kind of hold up the ledger that we got from uh, Jaren's widow, or no, not Jaren. Uh, God, what was his friend's name? I don't. Know, I don't remember, remember his name either. Hendrick. That or... sounds right. The widow. You got it from yeah, the widow. From, from the widow. I kind of go. This might not be the most uh, entertaining read, but it should teach you letters and basic words. It's Hitchens, I think his name was. Hitchens, there we go. Yeah, yeah that's it. right. I, I, I nod and uh, yeah. If 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 uh, if we have a downtime, Croak will will definitely read, learn to read and write. Writing would be good, useful. Um, we heading yeah. out to Warren. Yeah, when you're ready, Malachi, let's uh, let's head on down. See if we got uh, got ourselves the meeting. All right, so let's start walking down. And then I say to you, uh, 
So, well, me last night, Croak, I was uh, waiting around in the lounge in the end. Then Steve. Oh, I was uh, taking my time to do some reconnaissance. You know, it's important to know as much as you can before you uh, begin putting a plan into works. Um, I watched the building. It turns out there may be another armed guard in there. Uh, this one, a human woman. Uh, but it doesn't seem like he had any more. Just the two of them and the same gentleman that we talked to. He seems to be just a worker. Um, I followed them to a inn uh, or a bar. It's a rather gross bar. I, I don't really wish to, to tell you too much about it. it ugh, disgusting place. But uh, they stayed there for a good hour and a half and then left. And I, I lost track of them as they left the bar. I couldn't quite catch them, but I hurried back to Boren's, and uh, it doesn't appear to me that they returned. I was making kind of double time on the way. So it seems to me that Boren may uh, sleep alone uh, in the in the shop. It doesn't seem that he has those two there with him. Mm. If only you knew, Croak, the, uh, the spell that I almost learned but failed to learn. I could have made you invisible. It would have been perfect for this job. We could have snuck you away in a corner, you could have stayed there all day, waited for them to close and leave. Being an invisible uh, thief would be quite a boon, I do say. It's too bad you didn't learn that one, Mr. Malachi, perhaps next time. I feel on the verge of a breakthrough, perhaps in 994 <laughs> more minutes, I will uh, have another idea. Well, excellent, excellent. I <laughs> I, I hope to, to see that happen. But uh, as it stands, uh, we, we don't have that power at our disposal. So let's, let's well, have no, a look at that. Still, I had, uh, I had a thought. You said that these two guards and uh, the attendants went for dinner. They went to the inn together, right? Uh, yes, yes, they went to the inn together. Perhaps if they do the same thing tonight. I think I could uh, cast a spell on the three of them that would perhaps indispose them from work for a few days at least. That would be good. Um, let's keep that in our back pocket, Mr. Malachi. Let's, let's talk about that a little more um, later. You understand it's a, it's a new spell, Croak, so I, I really feel the need to... What? Tell me, yes. tell me. Describe what your plan is. It would uh, just cover the... Well, they, they wouldn't notice anything at first. Uh, maybe five, ten minutes afterwards, so we could leave immediately. They would, uh, our skin would start to itch and go red. Uh, and they'd get worse over the next two or three days, and until they had some sort of magic to cure them, um, they'd be permanently under the effects of the spell. Now, I know if that happened to me and I had to work in a shop all day, perhaps I'd uh, take the day off. Perhaps, perhaps. I think that uh, we may want to go into the, the shop at night, um, this is the time that I could make the best distraction um, for uh, for the guards. You see, they're going to be an issue. And it seems that the only entrance I could devise is either through the windows up on the second story or the front door. Uh, but when we get closer to the time of our um, entrepreneurship, uh, it seems that, uh, yes, we, we, that could be a very useful spell to cast on them. Perhaps. Uh, my idea was more that if uh, if Boren again refuses to see us, perhaps if he is down in attendance, he may be forced to look after the shop himself. 
Mm, I see, I see. That could be very useful indeed. Yes, if he does not see us, I suggest that is a good place to to make the meat, a good way to, to force the meat. Well, let's see how the, uh, the dice roll. Excellent, excellent. The die is cast, as they say. Yes. Let's hope we're not dicing with death. <laughs> you take that back right now. <laughs> I'm offended by that. All right, so we go into the shop, right? Let's see what this guy's got to say. All right. You go in the shop, you see the dwarf to the left again, the guy from the previous day on the right. You see two patrons in here perusing something, and you notice the dwarf keeping a close eye on them, and the, the front guy kind of like, oh God, please don't break that, please don't break that. It looks like they're holding up the ends of a already hatched dragon egg, and they're like, oh, you know, making them fit back together again. So is this entire shop just, like, expensive, like, gems and oddities and things? Like, it's not weapons and... Borms Emporium, like man. There's all You can peruse it, and I'll give you a list of things that are in here to... Yeah, we would totally like that at some point. Yeah. 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 So let's see. As you're walking around, there are six already hatched red dragon eggs that are broken mm -hmm. up and stuff. Um, there are now four mithril daggers, an ivory chest set, many fine fabrics from across the seas. There are exotic perfumes, halfling coffee beans cigars, bundles of cinnamon, a box of cloves, a basket of nutmeg, Jesus seal Christ. furs, um, a couple of books, some casks I... of imported wine, and some coca beans. Like a, a big I'll bag of coca beans. The books look like recipes. Cooking recipes. Okay. So I'm just like shaking my head to myself and thinking... Uh... He's got to keep the good stuff upstairs. He's got more than this. He's not a. Uh, he's not lynching every trader in town to sell a bunch of nutmeg and cloves. But I didn't say that a lot, so. Boring stuff. Also, light for no reason. So I'll wait for a uh, croak to make the move to go and talk to the attendants. Uh, what else is there? Magic items upstairs. Okay. Um, I, I let... Uh, it seems that our contact is busy at the moment. So I, I go stand with the, the dwarven woman and uh, kind of watch these people and be like, they don't quite seem to respect the property too much, do they, putting those back together? I'd hate to see them drop that. Mm. She grunts. And eyes uh, you suspiciously. I smile at her. Um, and uh, I didn't pick up any food on the way in, which I was going to do, which is unfortunate. I, I introduce myself and say, hi, I'm, I'm Croak. What's your name, miss? Zilni. Or Zinli, she Zinli. says. A fine dwarven name. I, I knew a few down in, in Shirebrook area. Uh, are you from the, the north? I, I know that uh, the dwarven lands are often north of here. I'm just here to guard the door. Not to That's make chit-chat. A noble job, a noble job. Um, I don't know. I try to chit-chat her up as best as possible, um, even if she's just here to guard the door. I don't want to offend her or make her mad, but like, I want to put the charm on a little bit. She and, seems uh, heavily resistant to charm. She seems 
she seems like a bodyguard or a store watcher that's doing her job really well. Like, you try and chat with her and she doesn't answer your questions or gives you a brush off and keeps okay. a good distance from you and makes sure to watch around. And if you step too close, she kind of gives you a an elbow to back you okay. away. I, if I get brushed off once or twice, I'll I'll leave her alone. I'm not I'm not here to make her upset. Um, but I, I I'd try that and wait for the customers to be done with our with our person, and then I'll I'll walk up to them and and kind of be like, ah, I uh, hope that you got the the list of goods up to Borin. Uh, is he going to have a chance to meet with us? Yes, he said he would love to meet with you. Um, if you would come around to, oh God, I lost the name of the place. Lost the name of the place. If you'd come around to the Rancid Ooze tonight sometime after sundown, or just after sundown, uh, he would like to speak with you there. I'll, I'll be with him so you can, you'll recognize me. Okay. Uh, thank you. Um, I guess that uh, we'll, we'll make our business at the Rancid Ooze then. Uh, can you give me directions to this place? I, I am a traveler through town. Just in, in general area is fine. She give, he gives you directions. Okay. Excellent. Uh, so I look, I look forward to uh, to meeting you tonight, then. Mm-hmm. Um, Very good. Yeah, I guess we are gonna meet him tonight. So, I don't have anything. Yeah, let's, gonna... let's leave. Okay, you want to stick around? Okay. Malik, uh, not Malika. Oh, are you guys done here? I was gonna I... say, I was gonna say to Croak as we're walking back, or. Uh, as we walk away from the attendance. Uh-huh. This meeting, do you think the two of us should go? Perhaps uh, if we got a chance to find Boren in the open, maybe I could try the spell out on him. I don't know what it would serve, but I'd sure like to see it happen. I don't want to um, alert him that something negative is going on just yet. Mm. Um, I would like to gain his confidence a little bit. Um Perhaps yes. it may not be necessary to if uh, if, if things go well, uh, but uh, let's uh, let's hold off on giving him the the rash too quickly. Very well. You would you want me to attend the meal? Um, I think so. I've been there once. It is a public place, but uh, I, I'm sure that his guards will be there as well. Perhaps you could come along as my accompaniment. You know, a surely he won't leave the, uh, the shop on attendance. I'm sorry, Mr. Malachi, I was talking over you like a jackass. What were you saying? I'm sorry. Surely he won't leave his shop on attendance if he comes to the inn tonight with his guards, with his attendants. Is this not the? Well, maybe he does have magic defending the shop if he's prepared to leave it. Well. I feel as if we try to steal from his shop today while he's at going to be at a meeting. Uh, it may not uh, work out very well because I think he and his crew will be come back looking and will have blown our opportunity to do this with the least amount of resistance. Um, I don't know about you, but if it comes to getting into a bit of a scuffle with those two ladies, well, I guess you've only seen the missus downstairs, uh, but uh, it doesn't seem like a fun deal to me. I think that uh, the best way to go about this is to get into his good graces and then 
at a time where things are going well, strike. Um, but it is possible, perhaps, that we could get rid of him and his friends tonight. But I don't believe that the we'll find many friends at the acidic ooze. Yeah, no, I, I don't think that we should try and break in. My point was more, if uh, if he is prepared to leave with his guards and leave himself, perhaps he has other security measures that he can rely upon. This is why I kind of want to get to know him a little bit. Yeah. Perhaps we'll be more aware of these security measures. That's something that maybe I will ask him uh, if he agrees to work with, the, with me. Um, I think we should remember the goal here, though. Van Hilsing isn't going to be very happy if we start getting in league with this person. I'm all for infiltrating him from the inside, but we should bear in mind. I don't intend to do too much work for him. I, I intend to offer him the chance to work with the famous Shadow of Shirebrook. Certainly you've heard the rumors there was bounty hunters that were, there's a bounty on our heads. He must know the tales. He knows mm. that uh, we're powerful thieves, and I'm going to ask him. He has a powerful shop and a fence. Perhaps he will be interested in just coming to a mutual agreement with us, and then uh, as we get to know him better, he becomes our mar. What mutual agreement, though? We we have none of these items that you wrote down on this list. Well, I don't intend to sell him a potion of vitality, but I will tell you that we can use it as a as a palate wetter. Show him that we have taken things of vast importance and that mm. we have a big score. And if he's willing to be our fence for some smaller scores, and I have means to make that seem likely, then uh, we can work together on those. And uh, he, he, he will uh, have a bigger, bigger gain in the end, right? Yeah, I, I'm no, that basically makes sense. going to that we're going to steal some powerful magic here and give it to him to sell. Okay, yeah, I can I can get behind that plan. All right, well let's let's see how this meeting goes. All right, all right. Uh, are you bringing Van Helsing with you? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I try and talk. I talk Croak into trying to talk Van's coming. So we're going to the rancid. Oh, you want Van to come? No, I don't want Van to come. Mm. Mr. Malachi, if if you want to bring Van, I think we may be a bit hamstrung uh, because. I'm going to have to admit to being the person that stole all the things from his, the church. And Van has done some very impressive mental gymnastics to avoid coming to that conclusion. <laughs> and I'm going to heavily imply that I'm going to continue stealing awful things. And All right, all right. I, I, I see your points. Lying, you know? He's so an honest Van, one, yes. Van will hang out at the inn that we've been staying at and just kind of wait for a fellow female cleric of Cheese to enter the door. So you guys can honor so, yeah, Cheese together? Yeah. For, you know, the future love of his life to walk through that door. Well, to, to let's see. After he says that, uh, I say, uh, you're right, Van is a very honest man. And uh, honesty is a trait hard to come by these days. I wonder... I wonder if you lied to me as much as you lied to Van. Croak. Oh, not as much by far. Okay, let's keep it that way. I know, I know where my bread is buttered, Mr. Malachi. When push comes to shove, believe me. 
Um, and uh, I will add that uh, if you can find or think of a way that we can have Van help us, but not uh, not uh, insult his sensibilities as they were, then uh, I would be much appreciative. I, I think there is uh, power in numbers and safety as well. But I just, I'm at a loss as to how to get him too involved in this. Well, let's get all of the declarations of evil and wrongdoings uh, out of the way tonight, and then perhaps uh, Vine can come along next time when you won't have to admit these things. Hopefully, yes. Hopefully. Yeah. All right. Oh, look. Uh, do you think maybe he'd be interested in this? And I pull uh, the candle out from my, uh, under my rope, and I uh, just, like, click my finger, and the flame goes on. Well, I say that's a clever trick you got there, lighting a candle with your mind. But perhaps, I, I did not know he was into arcane magics. Perhaps we can um, find out his appetite for the magical things. All right. Oh, are you People's... discussing Boren? Oh, by all means, yes. That would be something Sorry, yes. like. I thought you meant no. Van, and I was very confused. All right. No, I don't think Van would appreciate this. Like, sorry, Agadil, go on. <laughs> so you guys get to the Rancidus sometime that night. Yeah. Okay. Um... Sorry, Neil. It's okay. It's just <laughs> I felt like you guys could go on forever. I probably could. <laughs> um, so later that night, you guys arrive at the Rancidus at sundown, waiting for this guy to show up with his bodyguard or with his uh, storekeeper. And sure enough, you see the the shopkeeper walking in through the door, followed by the dwarf and someone who you presume to be Borin. Okay. Um, he is doo -doo -doo, very tall. He's like six three and one hundred and seventy pounds. So he's pretty thin. You know, very very tall, very thin. Uh, slight build, light frame. He comes in wearing just his normal street clothes, uh, but you do notice a pair of or a trio of daggers attached to him. There are two together in some sort of very fancy-looking sheath on one side of his hip, and a dagger that looks a lot like the one Malachi has. Excuse me, a lot like the one Malachi has on the left side of his hip, or on his left hip. Um, the stop, uh, storefront man gestures to you guys, and Bourne comes to stand before your table. Gives you a bit of a nod, and his two people file in on either side. So it goes, if you guys are in a booth, it goes the two of you, the the dwarf and the shop front man, and then Boren on the outside. So he's got like a, a buffer between him and you guys. Okay. Is he sitting down? For now he's standing, he standing while the down? others are sitting. Okay. So, you guys are, if I'm not mistaken here... Mr. Croak and Mr. Smith, or or is it Mr. Malachi? Uh, you can both. call me Mr. Malachi. Yes, yes. Now you said you have some business you would like to discuss. Why, uh, yes, indeed, sir. I have uh, come newly here to uh, Redport from Shirebrook. Uh, perhaps you have heard the whispers of the shadow of Shirebrook coming to town. 
I proudly stand before you. This here is Mr. Malachi. He is uh, my aide and uh, my bodyguard, if you will. Now, Greetings. Yes. Kind of a frail-looking bodyguard. Mm. It's You would be amazed what he can do with his fingers. A few words and a touch, you know? Oh, I see. Bodyguard. Are we on the same page? I'm gonna. I believe so. Okay, good. (laughs) He's a wizard. All right, so um, I'm come new to town here. Um, Magic hands. Offering a similar deal to some lesser individuals. They turned on me, and I dealt with them. Perhaps you have heard of some of our brethren finding themselves on the wrong end of some arrows in a sling. I will admit, uh-huh. Keep speaking. I will admit that is my doing, um, but they were unworthy. I spent some more time this time, and I found you doing some nice price fixing. You've got yourself a good little setup, and I like it. And I respect people that are on my level. Now, like I said, I'm new here. We have a big score that we need to make. Um, perhaps you've heard of us walking in in the broad daylight of Shirebrook and robbing the church of its most powerful scrolls and potions. Well, we won't be doing that to a church here, but we have similar interests. And it's going to take me some time, some about month, month and a half, two, to set this up the right way. In the interim, I have some items that I will be acquiring that may need some fencing. And I think you're just the right type of person to work with the Shadow of Shirebrook. I need someone that's professional and as good as me. And I think you're my man. Mm-hmm. Well, I like to keep my business simple. I... I've got about a, out of acquisition some time ago, and I am simply in distribution these days. So, if you can acquire things and bring it to me, I would be happy to distribute for a fair cut of the deal. However, it is up to you to keep your tracks clean. Anything that comes my way, I will report back to the proper authorities. That's how business stays afloat. You make a mistake and it's on your head. I will not be covering for you. Oh, my dear, believe me, there will be no need to cover for me. Last time someone tried to turn on me and pinch me, I was cleared before the Baroness... Oh, I'm not worried about someone turning on you. People get sloppy. People mm. get cocky. But you say, see... Hubris is man's greatest downfall. And, uh... If I know people, and I think I do, you have hubris written all over you. Tell me, uh, Walking Mr. around Boring. talking about yourself as a shadow of Shirebrook. It's likely to get <laughs> you pinched right here in this bar. Oh, no, I... I'm sure that you would not do business in a place where that would get me in trouble. Now, Mr. Boren, I understand that you could be a little concerned about some hubris, as you call it. But truly, you're working with a professional and one of the best. Now... Actions speak louder than words, Mr. Croak. Hmm. Actions. Well, I will go ahead and prove myself then. This night, I will acquire some goods for you. And I'll come tomorrow morning, and you can make a nice sale for me. How does that sound? Uh, I prefer to do my business in bulk and in secret. 
what are you going to be bringing me? I think that there is a fancy Akuban woman that has recently come to town. I don't think anyone will miss her. She has some lovely earrings and some very valuable gems. I can get them to you. They just be a part of your collection. Rare Cuban things. Hmm. Well, if that is the case, one of my associates will meet you here tomorrow and uh, see that things are up to par. And if they are so, they will give you directions as to where to, where to proceed. Now, if that is all of our business, I, will, I must be off. No. Now that concerns me a little bit. I'm a man that likes to do work face to face. Now I, I have no issue running through associates a little bit, but I feel that I should be in touch with you. You know? And I have just met you. One does not stay on top by taking careless risks. This is a very true statement. Why don't I... I know this fellow here, and I point to the the person that runs the shop. Mm -hmm. What if I were to just bring them by the shop? No, now, no, no. Absolutely not. So I won't meet with you. I won't meet with someone I know. I'm going to be meeting with a stranger and handing you my valuables. You'll be meeting with one of my associates that you have seen before. Hmm, I see. Alright, well consider this a test. Hopefully, on further occasions, uh, we will we will have reason to meet face to face. I like working with the people that I know. Relationships are built on trust, Mr. Croak. And trust is something that one must earn over time. Uh, now, I have other business to attend to. Good day. And a uh, good day to your partner. He gives a, a bit of a nod Wait. and walks out. The other two wait a few moments and then get up and shuffle out as well. Well, Kirk, how do you think that went? Not as well as I had hoped. Seems this man is guarded. He doesn't seem the uh, the crook we had him penned for. No, not as... But somebody must be. I put a... I mean, I put a lot of valuable things on that list, but you'll notice this business meeting was not about the things we could sell him, but about the things we could take. It seems mm. that if he's not a crook, at least someone in that group is, and using him as a front already. Well, were you serious about this Akuban woman? Oh, no, I already have everything. No, oh, perfect. Well, uh, look, the food here looks, well, terrible, and I'm not going to eat it, so I'm going to head back to the inn and... Uh, See if I can't get a few more hours studying before tomorrow. Do we have a? Do we have a, a plan for tomorrow? I do. I have. I'll put it together. All right. Well, uh, we'll see you. Uh, let's let's walk back together. And I guess we walk sure. back to the end. Okay. Yeah, when we get back to the end, I want to okay. just spend time every evening. Croak's going to start going on walks. He's just going to walk around the street and he's going to find the pattern of the guards and how they walk and about what time. Okay. And he's going to talk with them and chat them up if he can. 
but especially right around Boren Street. He wants to he wants to know the pattern that the guards take. Right. Uh, I think. Well, that'll take a few days. Sure, but that's. I'm just saying, like at right. night, Croak's going to take a couple hours just to walk and chat and be seen and and figure out when the guards walk by the streets and where they are and how many there are. Okay. That type of thing. Neil, when they get back to the inn, is Van downstairs talking to an attractive young cleric of cheese? Van is downstairs attracting, talking to an attractive young woman who is not a cleric of cheese. Damn. I, I rolled a hundred times to see if I could get a cleric of cheese, <laughs> and not one of them was it. That's okay, I will wait. Van is patient. <laughs> All those good luck's wasted. Yeah. Uh, we swim in it. All right. Um... Uh. It'll happen someday. One of the days has been now. This is the end of that, the second day. Okay. Um, So tomorrow will be your last day to learn Flaming Sphere. You you either learn it or you don't learn it by the end of the 18th. Right. Uh, That's such a just like. I, I like how if you fail it, you automatically take the max number of days to fail it. It's just like the added fuck you. Mm-hmm. Isn't it beautiful? At least it's not D8 days a level, though. Well, you know, someone found a good ruling in the book that said otherwise. Uh, it's mm. Much nicer this would, way, much more. I would posit to argue that uh, the rules kind of imply that if you've got the book in a spell book already, that you kind of just roll to learn it. You just... I don't know. We won't argue it. I think the two D2 days is fine. Yeah, and it, I think it... Yeah. Wizards need to be encouraged to spend time in their spell books. You know, they're supposed to be bookish characters and without yeah, without having a reason to study then they won't and then they're, why would they actually be bookish creatures? That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right, anyone well, else want to do anything on this day, this Wednesday the 17th? Uh, I don't think I have anything right now. Okay, cool. Next day, the 18th. Um, is there anything you guys are going to do during the day? Because I know you've got that meeting at night. Uh, I don't have anything that I want to do. So since I can do my measurements in increments and not just a straight two weeks, I think mm-hmm. Van will float the idea of taking on another job from that crier, seeing if there's any more work available for you know three mercenaries. I like spend a little bit of time with, with Van because I've been hanging out with Croak a lot. And uh, yeah, I, I kind of like the idea as well. Kind of like the idea of doing something wholesome rather than nefarious always. Yeah, I, I think the idea of doing good work uh, to help pay the bills is and it seems attractive. Man. So I think he'll... I mean, he's had some days where he's not really doing much. So I think one morning he goes out... Because the town crier's there daily, right? Yeah. Uh, I ask him if there's any new work available for you know the same party of three. Hmm, yes. Let me... He opens his little tablet that's got all these things written down on it in wax uh, scratches one thing off scratches off another thing comes down to a third one goes hmm uh, the ivy wood it's a, a small forest to the south mm-hmm. there have been well it's where a lot of the logging gets done there have been some very unsettling reports of owlbears and kobolds down there. 
Um, now we have a standing bounty of one copper per kobold ear. Per kobold right ear. He says, mm-hmm. tapping his right ear. Um, owlbears are not something we usually are looking to bring down or pay to bring down. They're nasty enough creatures that I don't think anyone would want to take on that job. Just do beware of them. They, they don't breed too much. Not too much of a problem. But the kobolds down the Ivywood have been known to attack loggers and harass them, even kill a few from time to time. Hmm. And you want us to go take care of the issue, kill them off, or persuade them to, to cease their activities? It would be wonderful if we could rid the world of all kobolds, but these little suckers breed like rabbits and fuck like dogs. There are just too many of them. Uh, you thin out their numbers some, and the state will be mighty happy with you. Is this uh, a payment per ear? Payment per ear. Copper an ear. Hmm. Uh, I will have to talk to my... My companions about that. Yeah, you look like you're the sort that might be looking for higher paying work, though. Yeah, so a copper per ear does seem rather rather low. Well, they are dogs, you know. Yes, but... I, I understand. Is there anything more um, more fitting for our stature? Hmm. Hmm. He goes down to the end of the wax tablet and says, Ah, yes, here we go. It seems that some of our couriers have been disappearing on the roads. We, uh... We could use some couriers with a little bit more reliability, you see. Uh... Couriers who are armed. Yes. The Hillsborough area is usually fairly safe, especially since we wiped out that hobgoblin menace last year. But in the last week or two, there have been uh, problems getting messages through. Real problems. Don't know know what the trouble is, but we sent some messages and they just did not reply. Interesting. uh, What's the payment for getting a message to Hillsborough successfully? Well, we don't really know what the problem is, you see. It's Uh, hard to... to fix the problem, not just... Well, we need to find the problem and fix the problem. Um, and reward is flexible. I see. Uh, if it's just a couple of unlucky men who happen to break a leg and get robbed by bandits, that's a non-issue. But if there's a, a more menacing threat on that road, we we will definitely need someone. I will talk to my companions about that. This seems like an interesting job. Why, thank you. All right. Um, also, is there anything else you guys want to do during the day? I want to know what I can. I want to learn about glass cutting. Ooh, what sort of glass cutting? Like cutting through windows? Yes. Hmm. Um, I think this is this is this is just me as a player, right? You cut glass with something harder than glass, right? So like diamond or like maybe one of these gemstones I have, right? Mm -hmm. I want to know how people do it here versus like how thick it can be. Like I feel like if I crawl up there, I can cut it with a diamond and then like get something sticky on my hand to like make sure the glass doesn't fall and break, right? Like like grab like honey and leather gloves and like a diamond. Uh, Neil, isn't medieval glass like super thick? Yeah, it's really thick. We're talking like an inch thick. 
Okay. Um, so probably not the thing that you can easily like just carve through. Yeah. Then I want to figure out how to do it. Yeah. I want to know how people make it. What are the tools? Right. I want to go learn about glass. Okay. That'll probably take you a while, possibly like a week or so, but you guys have plenty of time here to do that in. Um, but to find someone and convince them to teach you what they know and that sort of thing. Yeah. I'm going to go basically during the day when I have downtime right now, I'm pretending to like learn to be, a, I'm pretending to apprentice as a glass maker or something, mm -hmm. glass cutter. Like I want to learn how to cut glass and I'll do whatever I need to do to do that. If we need to role play something, I will. And at night, like I'm going to take like two hour walks to get like noted, like get people used to seeing croak around at night. And then like maybe know the guards like schedule, like okay. where they're around. So would you say the croak is losing weight? <laughs> no, because croak is eating like four times as much. All right. So in cutting glass block, um, the recommendation is choose a different task. Even professionals avoid the task, and many insist it cannot be done. Um, is this perhaps the best advice for cutting glass blocks is don't do it. What is that coming from? Internet. Internet. Yeah. I feel like, okay, he For has thick glass, glass. Yeah. He has glass block, which we're talking about like over an inch that doesn't open. Mm -hmm. He has no windows, no doors. He lives in hell. <laughs> there's no breeze. There's no air. There's, it's, it's, it's swampy and like overly hot all the time. Jesus Christ. Maybe he has like little holes in the wall to let the breeze through. Uh, doubtful? I mean, okay. Yeah, it's possible. We'll see. <laughs> little breathing holes like for an animal. Okay. Who puts uh, a block of glass in their window? Okay. I someone who is at. very paranoid. Yeah, that's... Very careful. Okay. It's a little unrealistic, but I'm going to learn to... I'm going to go around and see if in this fantasy world there's a way to do it. Okay. Um, so that's what you're doing during the day... Van Helsing's talking to the crier. Malachi, you're studying your flaming sphere. By no, the wait, end of the day... Yes. One thing. Yes. Did you say that I should check in with the wizard to see if he got a response or he'll message me? Uh, he'll message you. Okay, yeah. yeah. Then that's all I do. Uh, by the end of that day, before you guys have your meeting, of course, Malachi, you do learn mm -hmm. flaming sphere. Yes. Nice. See, this is perfect. Right. Oh, wait, no, never mind. Yeah. I thought, I thought right. we were going to take that job in the forest at first, and I was like, perfect. Yeah, well, let's right just go to the forest and burn it down, yeah. Nice. We'll kill all the alpha elves. All right. All elves. Why don't we take a break, and we come back, we'll see how the second, how this next meeting goes, and uh, how the plans with messages and stuff will go. See you guys on the other side of our break. Why, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Hardcore Heroes. So, that night, who all is going to the bar to make the deal, make the trade? Uh, I think the only thing... I don't, Van's not going there, but uh, during the day, I think he just wants to establish with the party whether or not they want to take that job. Like, go out, not necessarily today or tomorrow, but sometime in the near future, next few days. Yeah, by tomorrow, let's do it. Let's get on it. All right. I ask uh, Croak if he wants me to go with him. Um, yeah, I would feel more comfortable, just in case Boren decides he'd much rather have the the goods with no payment or if he wants to see me in a jail cell or something. I don't trust him yeah. entirely. 
So Neil, I uh, I'll go with him. But can I start learning a new spell? Uh, uh, well, you learn the spell today. You can start learning a new spell, but you'll start tomorrow. Um, if you want to right. tell me what you're going to learn, I'll tell you tomorrow. I'll think. Okay. How loud is snapping glass? Hmm. If it's really thick, it probably wouldn't be that loud. Because I could score it, right, and then snap it where it was scored. Like, if I get a lubricated cutter. Regardless, this is unimportant. We're, we're, we're in-game. Um, are we going straight to the drop? Uh, unless there's something else you guys want to do. I'm going to get a small pouch, and I'm going to buy, like, a lacy um, ribbon to tie it up with. Um, I'll spend some money on it so it's nice. Yeah, it's been like two or three silver. Huh? Two or three silver. Two or three silver? Okay. Um, so I buy that ribbon. I'm going to tie up a small pouch with that ribbon, and inside of the pouch, I'm going to put the four peridot gems and the two pearl earrings. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that's that's going to be what I hand them. Okay. Hmm. All right. Can I put actually? Can I put two peridot gems, two jasper gems, and the two earrings? Yes. Okay. Um, That's what I'm going to put in there instead. So I'm going to I'm going to keep two of the peridots. What is the value of all that? Uh, that is one thousand one hundred one thousand two one thousand two hundred ten gold. One thousand two hundred ten gold. Okay. And I'm going to try to, like, talk them up, right? Like, these are rare Akuban-cut peridots. They only come from across the sea. It came from this, like, noble lady who's gone now. You don't have to worry about her anymore. She's taken care of. And, like, you know, I want this to, to get as much as it can. Right? I don't want them to sell it for 1200 I want them to sell it for 15 16 17 right? Mm-hmm. And this is her personal jewelry, right? These pearl earrings came from across the sea, you know? Okay. Hmm. hmm. Not half what I thought I had. Okay, so you go to the bar. The person there is the dwarf. Uh, okay. Zilni, I believe her name is. Yes. Yes, Zilni. Or Zin Zinli. Zinli. Is there? Zinli's there, and it's the two of you, not including Van, right? Yes, I don't think we're inviting Van on this one either. Yeah, no, I, I didn't. I didn't go. I assume they. I didn't. want. I want to get Sean involved, but I don't know how. I I don't think you really can me. with this, so that's that's fine. We'll like I I'm cool with this. We'll work through it. Um. So Zinli is there at the table, same table that you guys were at the day before. And she stands up as you approach. Again, she's really short, you know, down to your uh, lower ribs, kind of. Mm -hmm. I, I give her my winningest smile and, and tip my fake hat that I don't have at mm -hmm. her again. And uh, I just go to sit down at, at the table with her. Yeah. She sits as well. Let's say, all righty. So, unfortunately, Mr. Bourne and I didn't discuss too much at our meeting. He seemed to be rather insistent that we... Uh, make this deal and and trust is earned later. So here it is. I have taken care of our Akuban woman. She will not be missed. 
And uh, here you will find two finely cut Akuban Paradops, two Akuban Jaspers, and these personal earrings of hers. Hmm. This is, you know, I, I hate to tell you how to do your business, but this is well over, you know, a, a thousand, you know, gold. I want the, I want to make sure that this is sold well. And I, I hope very dearly that uh, we can set up a time for me to come in the shop and, and uh, meet with you all again. Yes, yes. Uh, the dwarf reaches for, you know, opens her hand, expect uh, to take. I, 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 I pass it off to her. She pulls them out and takes a look at them, gives a bit of a nod, and quickly tucks them away, and says, uh, "I'm sure they will." What is the dwarf sound like? I'm sure the others will find the appropriate price. Excellent, excellent. The going I, I, split is 50-50. That's a steep price. Now, I am willing to have a 50-50 on this price for this uh, particular deal. It did not take me too much effort to uh, find and uh, dispose of this woman. But uh, I would hope that Bourne and I could have a time to discuss what our uh, that price arrangement for future deals. We're talking about quite a bit of money coming our way. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the going rate for all clients. Mm-hmm. I don't see anyone changing on that anytime soon. 50-50 is a sort of fair, square deal that helps bring people together. You know, No one feels like they're being cheated. And surely I will... I understand that. I would never want to cheat out to someone that I'm going to bed with, if you will. Um, Good. But, uh, no, you, some one side takes a little bit of the risk, uh, or the you know, the legal risk. The other side takes the economic risk. We take these on; might take us many months to sell them, but got to pay up front. You know how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll bring it through the shop, see what price they can get for it, and. Uh, why don't we say we meet here tomorrow night, same time, and I'll give you the appropriate payment. All right, that that sounds good. Uh, if you would, if you'd send a word to Born, if you could, I, I would like to to further our conversation. Hmm. What is it you want to speak to Born about exactly? I just I want to know more about his his operation here. You know, who get to know the man? Like I said when we met the first time, I like to know the people I'm in business with and. I recognize the fact that the man is quite good at what he does, but hmm. I just, I like to know my, I like to get to know my bedfellows. Yes, well, for the foreseeable future, you can consider me your bedfellow. Excellent, excellent. Well, I look forward to, to getting to know you better. She me, you runs like a, a hand across your thigh. Huh? She runs a hand across yeah. your thigh. Yes, we it's, could get to know each other quite a bit better, I think. Oh, I, I quite, I quite agree. Um, I don't know. I'm a bad flirt. I shall uh, uh, take my leave. Huh? I shall take my leave. You take your leave. All right, Malachi. Yeah. Oh, really? Stuck. Here, I was hoping. Well, you two being partners and all, I kind of figured we might turn this into I'm a bit a, of more of a party. I'm afraid I don't deal with dwarves. Oh, now. Don't don't uh, bring that up. Thinking a, a day like today, racism would be over. 
But no, you would no, so, but... wouldn't you? It it is unfortunate that it still persists. I'm uh, almost have his standards. Huh. Well, Mr. Croak, maybe we can find you some better partners. Hmm, perhaps you. Well, why don't we deal with this business later? We'll see you another day, Mr. Smith. Good evening. <laughs> yes. Uh, the dwarf saddles up very close to you, and the stroking of the thigh becomes more of the inner thigh. Um, and then the dwarf asks if you would like to see where she lives. Uh, I would very much like to see where you live, yes. As a dwarf woman, is she bearded? She is not bearded. Okay. No. That's how you tell the dwarves apart, right? The men have beards, the women don't. No, beards are not an indicator of gender in dwarf society. It's the best part. Is that how Tolkien runs it? Uh, I don't know if it's Tolkien specifically. I'll double check on that one. Well, uh, I think... For the world, for Arcadia, women are incapable of growing beards, and men are too capable of growing beards. It just it grows too fast. If you shave cleanly by the end of the day, you'll have like this. Okay. Yeah. Um. That's for a long time. I avoided having dwarven women because I didn't know how to answer that question. <laughs> specifically because of that question. At some point, I even decreed that dwarves were birthed from eggs to avoid answering this question. It's... Why? It doesn't seem like a hard question to answer. I know, but it, there's something about it that bothers me that I don't I, I don't know if dwarven women should have beards or not. Uh, Tolkien <laughs> says both males and females have beards. Uh, I think that's weird, but I think dwarf women shouldn't have beards. Yeah, but... That's just me, right? That's just us humans saying that it's not right. Maybe maybe dwarven women should have beards. I don't This is why I've avoided the question. It, there's too many personal issues built into it. Yeah. But that is the Tolkien ruling if you're interested in that. Okay. I think we're going to pass on the Tolkien Tolkien ruling here. Okay. All right. So wait, we've got to stay another day now to make the to get collect the money. Maybe you can talk her into um meeting you earlier on in the morning or something. You want her to meet me somewhere? I just mean, we were going to leave tomorrow, weren't we? But uh, you need to meet her tomorrow I mean, I have night. the whole evening, right? I can still leave tomorrow. No, no, but she said meet us tomorrow to pick up the gold. Oh, yeah, we should probably go. We can just fast forward through that day and then do the meeting. Yeah, okay. And just yeah. Go with me after. yeah. Okay. Um, Croak, do you... Seal a deal. Uh, well, I was going to assume that that was happening. Um, do you head back to your hotel afterwards, or do you spend the night at the dwarves' place? All right. Um, I definitely it. spend some time at the dwarves' place. I I want to yeah, you face it, check it out, see what's there. It's kind of a shithole. Okay, I expected as much. Yeah, it's like uh, dark. It's really dark. There's not a lot of lighting in here. Uh, there are some dishes that are left unwashed lying around. The hearth has clearly all the food scraps that haven't been eaten just get tossed in the hearth, but a fire hasn't been built in a while, so it's kind of like rotting. Uh -huh. um, it's it's not a really lovely place. I don't know. I, I don't think I spend the whole night there, but... Okay. 
I, you know, after the deed's done, I'll hang out for a while. I'm definitely interested in casing it out. Once I get the feeling that it, there's not much there to like rob or, or do anything, then like I'll, I'll leave. I'm interested in her armor, I guess. It, I don't know if I know enough about armoring to like weaken it. <laughs> That would have been something I like to do. Uh, there are straps that could be cut uh, to make it impossible to put on, or to make it, you know, awkward and cumbersome. Uh huh. But I think that's the only thing that could be done quietly and quickly. Yeah. So then uh, I, I'll, I'll leave it be and I'll ponder on that. Think of maybe ways to like weaken this woman if it comes to blows. Okay. Um, but yeah, after after I spend some time looking through it, I, I will head back to the. But, yeah. yeah. A- after the deed has finished, the the dwarf snores loudly and is easy to kind of leave behind. Um, and then we hop on to the next day. Closer to robbing him because then I could just kill her and be done with it. Yeah. Can I uh, can I interject quickly, Neil? Yes. I want to take time to speak to Van and Croak as well if we get the chance. Maybe first thing tomorrow morning about which sure. spell I should start studying next. So, All right. All right. The two choices we've got is either knock, which can be used to open doors. And I say, well, Croak, not just merely doors that you could pick the lock yourself, but doors, large doors, like locked shut for hundreds of years, or the gates to a... That are, like, barred shut from the other side. Mm. Yes, yes. Doors are... So I could study some magic that would allow us to bypass doors like this, or I could uh, learn a spell that would allow me to cause someone or a group of people to forget the uh, the occurrences of the last minutes or two minutes. Hmm. I feel the second spell may, while useful, may be used more for nefarious means. I believe yeah. this is your choice, Malachi. I can't say. I cannot profess much knowledge of the arcane. Whatever you feel would be more useful. Croak. By the way, it will be some time before it does become useful. You have to spend all that time studying. Yes, yeah, I, indeed. It's a difficult concept to uh, understand. It seems like a rather oh, large investment yeah. of your time. Hmm. you your yours is a powerful magic, indeed, but I feel like the ability to make people forget may perhaps be even more useful. Um, the issue with this, no, I don't know how much you understand about being a wizard croak, I imagine. Very little. Is, uh, very little indeed, yeah. I feel like the time when you'll need a forget spell, you won't know you need it until you need it. And these things must be prepared ahead of time. This is possible. A, a knock spell to open locked doors. You could know that you needed it ahead of time to prepare for it. So I think I think I've made my decision for now. Excellent. I can... and by all means, that seems like the appropriate choice. Alright, I'll go for knock nil. Alright. Uh two D two days. Yep, and D I'm a seventy five percent chance, I think. Seventy-five percent. Yep. Screen's too small to study your face reactions. Okay. 
duly noted. Um, the next day is a Friday the 19th, and you guys wake up to a message having arrived at your tavern for a Mr. Malachi. Ah. All right, I open it. Uh, it is from Sithladin, and it just says, uh, I have received word from Rohana and would love to see you at my shop. We've got another day in town, right, Croak? Yeah, we're spending today in town, and then we go out tomorrow, I think. All right, look, I, I'm going to meet my new friend here and see what she's got to say. I'll uh, I'll be letting him know that we'll be leaving town for a few days. How, how far is the journey to Hillsborough? Let's see. It's... I'm assuming nothing goes wrong. It's 70 miles on the road to Clydesdale and probably another 50 to Hillsborough. So 120 miles at... You guys are going 24 miles a day? So it's like a five-day journey uh, on foot. All right. Okay. Well, okay. Perhaps I could uh, come with you for this. Maybe. Yeah, if you'd like to meet uh, this. Yes, I still have one more day before I can do something, and this inactivity is repressive. He is a... Uh... He's a fine, fine gentleman for, a, for an elf. Mm -hmm. All right. Please come with me. Let's go. Uh, speaking as a player, Van is super fucking suspicious about this. Like, I think Van is probably the most concerned of the party about their past and Shirebrook catching up with them. Mm -hmm. And he, mm. like, when he hears, I've gotten word from, like, he, he I assume that he knows about the message because he, like, got the message. And Malika's like, oh, I should go see Rohana. And then I, he probably inquired about it. So like when I mean, I don't think you necessarily know it's Rohana, but okay. you'll know that I've received a message from the wizard. Okay. Um, the, the message would have said I've received one from Rohana, but I wouldn't have read that out. Okay. Uh, I feel like maybe Van would have asked you, would you have revealed it? Yeah, I say, like, and then I, as I say, yeah, I, uh, he got a reference from Rohana. Okay. And I see, your, I see your, your look of sort of concern. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Van says anything, but he does want to, uh, he, he wants to go with him. He's like, oh yeah, I might, I might buy something from the shop, but really just kind of wants to um, tail Malachi to protect okay. him. Say so, that, don't worry about it. I'm sure uh, Rohana saved, saved us once. She isn't likely to seek to capture us. At least I don't think. We shall see. Yeah. So we go to the, uh, go to the shop now. Okay. Uh, Sithladin, the elf, is in there, and he is has his nose buried in a book when you come in. But the sound of you walking in as it like rings the bell above the door draws her his attention. Mm. He's five one, maybe eighty six pounds, because elves are very slight of frame and thin of muscle. Uh, he gives you a little bit of a wave as you walk in and gives a polite bow to Van Heelsing. I bow back. Uh, I received your message. Yes, yes. I assume that uh, Rohana told you of my adaptitude? She said you were a most wonderful and useful assistant. Uh, she also said that you had been in some trouble with the local law and left afterwards. Who hasn't done stupid things when they were young? I'll tell you the story sometime. I, I hope that this wouldn't hold, stand against me. Uh, 
it's quite a sad tale. Mm, one I'm sure you'll be sympathetic towards. Hmm. I was hoping to hear the story today. If I am to take on another apprentice, I would need to know quite a bit about them. Well, if you insist. Um, it's ironic that my friend Van is here. He's a, a cleric from Shirebrook as well. My, uh, my father was struck down by a magical disease. It was said to kill him within days. Um, my, uh, my friend and I acted outside the law, shall we say, to uh, acquire the means to save his life. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the courts of Shirebrook looked down upon this. I see. She, he looks to Van Helsing. Can you corroborate this? Uh, I think Van nods and says, Magic is not meant to waste away in a storage room. I had the means to save a life, and I took that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And how will I know, how can I trust that life's won't be Life's that need saving won't be saved through theft of my property. Well, I, my I took exile. Was the only... Hold on. I, I kind of stepped forward and I can't take over and say, shortly after the incident, we all took exile from Shirebrook. Since that day, I've been working diligently to improve myself as a cleric. I never want a repeat of that incident. That... To this day, I struggle wondering if I did the right thing, and it destroyed the life that I had spent my entire life building up for myself. From that day, I have worked diligently to improve myself as a cleric, so I never need outside help to cast my magic again. Hmm. Well. That is the wonderful thing about arcane arts. They come from within, not from without. From my experience, everybody must contribute hard work to improve. Yes, yes. So then, my friend, allow me to uh, posit the situation to you. Um, my friends and I are to be leaving town for around 10 days uh, tomorrow. Perhaps I could work with you today as a trial of somewhat, and then I can leave and give you time to think about it on my return. We can discuss, discuss again. That sounds fine. Not. I appreciate you giving me time to make this decision. We elves like to think upon things for a while. Of course, yes. No, I understand completely. Um, and may I ask how old you are? Mm, age is but a number. It does not reflect on one's talents, but... Uh, it amuses me to know the short lifespans of humans. Well, I'm only... Of 21 years, I still have <laughs> a few decades in me yet. Yes, yes. Well, I guess I could take on a short-term contractor for a few decades. <laughs> um, uh, uh, well then, if we are to test you out today, why don't you start by arranging the spiders from least venomous to most venomous? And uh, Very well. Ship her a bit inside. Cleric, it was 
lovely to see you. Yes, he gets up uh, and shakes your hand. Yeah, I shake I shake his hand as well. Um, I also, while they were talking, I looked around the shelves. What what does he have like sort of on display in the shop? Like what weird wizard components. There's like a, a brass. I'm sorry, an amber uh, a collection of amber rods hanging from a behind the counter. There's a bunch of silk fabric and little squares. There's a stack of feathers. There's some bags of multicolored sand. Uh, there's okay. some pearls, like weird stuff of all kinds. Okay. Um, I was kind of hoping, yeah, I guess it's not quite what Van was expecting. So he just shakes his hand and says goodbye and walks out the door. Mm -hmm. Is it a, a component shop, Neil, rather than like a, a magical item shop? Yeah. It's all components, no magic items. Alright. So I, um, you know, I, I perform his tasks for him. If you don't want to roleplay it, that's fine. I'm sure right. it's nothing to... I, it's just the same old, you know, yeah, yeah, wizard assistant stuff. It's quite monotonous, but it puts you in contact with all these things, and you can discuss magic with other people, and it just puts so you in the, the environment that's appropriate. For the record... The eventual goal with this is maybe to try and exchange spells with this guy or like be able to maybe look at his spell book a little bit at some point. Not right. today, like in the future. Right. Cool. Yeah. Um, all right. Why don't we skip to the end of the day? And uh, Mr. Croak, you meet back up at the what, Rancid Ooze to meet up with... Zinli. Yes. Okay. Where is Zinli? Sure. So Zinli's there at the Rancidus after nightfall and waves to you. Go on over. I, I understand uh, we're meeting with, uh, with a prize. Yes, yes. Might I say, what a pleasure it was to make your acquaintance last night. Oh, absolutely. You know, the pleasure was all mine. Mm, it seemed to be so. Uh, out of game, how much were those gems and everything worth? Uh, what they were actually worth mm -hmm. was 1,210 gold. That was what they were actually worth. Right. So she produces a bag with 605 gold tells you it's 605 gold and kind of give, scoots aside from you to give you a little space if you want to count it between the two of you. Um, though I guess a bag with 605 gold would actually be pretty heavy. It'd be really heavy. Yeah. yeah. Could they do it in like platinum? Yeah, so you're going to get It'd be 60, of the coins. 60 platinum? Hmm. Uh, 605 uh, gold would be 121 platinum if they just did it all in platinum. Um, I six hundred and five gold would be platinum six... is platinum is uh, five gold. A piece. Ten gold. Are you sure? I'm yeah, pretty sure it's five. It's ten, ten, ten. It's a metric. Huh. All right. Um, it used to be five. That was why electrum was useful because it was ten platinum. But... No, electrum was five gold. Platinum's ten gold. Right, but no, an electrum was like. I don't know. Oh, maybe before second edition. In second edition, Electrum is supposed to be five and plat is ten. Platinum piece is five gold pieces, Electrum piece is half a gold piece. 
Yeah, an what? Electrum piece is 10 it's... Platinum pieces. Like, 10 of them make a Platinum. That's why it exists. I mean, so unless they changed it in the edition of the book, Neil. But I'm, I'm looking at Purple Worm. Dear God. I don't, I don't have the physical books. It's okay. Electrum's terrible. <laughs> yeah. In older, like, yeah. in newer, in, in, in editions after, like, later, Platinum mm -hmm. became 10. I guess I've been misusing Platinum for a while. We, uh, yeah, we've just always done 10, 10, 10. Yeah. Platinum it is makes so much sense. way, way, way better. Yeah, yeah we're just going to do that. It, okay. I think it makes more sense anyways. It yeah. keeps things consistent. Yeah, and we're scrapping Electrum here. Uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That's weird. Um, okay, so yeah, there's 60 Platinum and 5 Gold. <laughs> Talk about giving away all your money, Croak. Uh, so oh, she, I'm hopefully going to steal it all back. <laughs> Some yes. more. Considered an investment. Yeah. So although the fact that like none of these people work there and I'm not getting to talk to Boren is annoying. I'm probably just gonna have to steal from him without ever like getting on his good side. Or like meeting him or talking with him. You're just frustrating. That's, that's how you die. Yeah, well, shit happens. <laughs> um so she sits there with you and says, I hope everything is to your liking? It is, it is. It seems that uh, it seems that he has accurately uh, sold these away. Uh, Excellent. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll sit and chat with her again and continue to be on her good side, but um, we got a we got an early morning to like march out of town, right? So Yeah, and after a few minutes of chatting, she says she has other business to attend to tonight. Oh, but man. offers to leave the door unlocked. In... Oh, <laughs> does she? Yes. So, well, I have to be up early this morning. Uh, we're we have some work to do, uh, but uh, if I have the time, perhaps. Mm hmm. Well, if you ever have need or any more things to sell, swing by the Emporium and let me know, and we'll meet here that night. All right. Sounds good. Um, would it be possible for me to tail her out of that bar without her knowing? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I want to do that. Okay. Um, doo -doo -doo -doo. So, she heads out. You follow just a little bit behind her and watch where she goes. I want to see what this other business is. Okay. Uh, she heads out and down the street through a couple of alleyways and back to Infant Mortality, the other tavern that you were at with a little, little bit of an edge to it. Right, right. Um, she walks right on in the front door and you're half block behind her. Okay, I'm going to assume that she's making acquisitions for Boren. Because I know the type of people that are in there. Although I killed off a good number of them. Yes, you did. I was really hoping to put a bigger strain on the thief economy than I did. Um, let's see. I can I make a. I want to hide in like an alleyway for you know a half hour or so, however long I think it would take to make a normal drop, um, and see if she comes out. Yeah. Let's see. Sure enough, 15 minutes later, she comes walking on out and heads back the way that she came, uh, passes you in the alleyway, and mm -hmm. heads down towards the docks. 
Okay, I'll follow her at a distance. Okay. Uh, she makes her way back to the Emporium, where she comes up to the door and gives it a knock. Waits a few moments. Waits another few moments. Gives it a louder knock. And then the door opens a little bit after that, and she goes inside. Okay. Um, interesting. We're gonna, we're just traveling tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wanna I wanna go in an alley and just kind of wait to see when they come out. I wanna know about what time of night they leave. Okay. All right, so it's maybe half an hour inside. Okay. And then she exits, and the other female human, the, the female human that was in there also exits, and they go separate ways. Okay. So time of night um, syncs up with the time that I followed them to the bar about last time? Uh, no. Well, when you met her was when you met them at the bar last time. So Remember been... when I first walked in, and then that night I stalked them to the bar. And then oh, I, just... I see what you mean. No, this is um, this is later than that. So the okay. night that the time that you stalked them to the bar was more or less the time you've been meeting them at the bar. Okay, that seems like they're is, that seems like their closing time. This we'll would... call it like two hours later. Yeah, this is about okay. two hours later. So two hours after their closing time, they're gone for good on on business nights. Okay. If, if tonight is in... a standard night, yes. Yeah. And how late into the night is it? Mm, two hours after sunset. We are in the middle of February, so it's like 8 o'clock. So it's not even midnight, really. No, it's just, you know, the sun's just gone down. Or... Great. That's information that I can put to use when I, when I go steal from them. Uh, that's great. And then I go back to the tavern. Okay. Oh man, the sun goes down at 5:45 in February. So, I guess it's it's just at almost 8 o'clock when this is going on. Okay, um, great. And the rest of the party reconvenes at the tavern? Yeah, I think I've just spent most of the day studying. Oh, I've been at the at the wizard night. Yeah, I come back to the tavern that night. Ready to okay. do this thing. I was just getting my spells set up. I got more spells for leveling last session. Fantastic. All right, you are all back at your inn, I should say. Um, which inn are you guys staying in? You guys are at the, the hobgoblin's head, head, right? Yeah. With the big stuffed hobgoblin's head hanging from a post outside. Oh, Neil, there is something I want to do, actually, when I get a few moments. Oh, yes? I want to test the distance on the candle. Like how long will it work for? From what distance can you turn it on? Yeah, like, does it stop working at any point? Asking the right questions. Um, another question. It works for the last person to have touched it, right? Yes. If somebody else touches it with a glove, do they become the owner or not? Yes. You do? Yes. Okay. I was uh, trying to think of it. It uses, like, a signal to Croak. Like, if Croak had it and I was watching something, I could give him a signal by clicking my finger, the candle would go on. <laughs> it works from a range of 10 yards. 
Nick, quick question for you. Why did you feel the need to get that candle when you have a staff that projects sunlight? I just wanted to use the hypnotism idea with the amulet. So I was like, I'm just going to steal a magic item from someone here, and that was what was there, so... There it is. Yep. Okay. It's different, though. So, y'all are in in the hobgoblin's head. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is it, sorry, is it night now or is it morning? It's night. Okay. Yeah. Are you skipping to the next day? Uh, unless there's an attractive young female fellow or fellow cleric of cheese. Uh, unlikely. Okay. There are few clerics of cheese uh, and fewer clerics of cheese who are adventurers wandering about. I yeah, I skipped the next day. All right. Yeah. We skip to the next day. Uh, it is Saturday, the 20th. You all wake up in the morning. It's bright, sunshining day. Birds are chirping. The streets are bustling. You guys are ready to go. About time for another adventure, I think, guys. Absolutely. I, um, yeah, I sort of explained to the party... The job, I, I kind of explained that there's like couriers have been going missing on the roads. Uh, it's going to Hillsboro, and I mentioned to Croak, like, Croak, I understand you had a, you had business in Hillsboro. Uh, yes, yes, I'm hoping to have a meeting with a, a noble there, goes goes by the name of Christy. Uh, you had drafted a letter up to send to him, I believe. Yes, but perhaps we could circumvent the need for that entirely. Uh, perhaps. Uh, it seems unlikely I could just knock on his door and talk with him. You never know. Perhaps I'll try. Uh, how long is the journey to Hillsboro? It's going to take, I think, five, five days. days. Okay. Uh, on foot. We get to stop in Clydesdale after three. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Uh, God, we need to kill some people and take their horses. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's set out. Uh, we can carry on our discussions on the road. I'm yeah. getting... Uh, and jittery being in town for too long. Yeah, so I, I just kind of explained that we need to keep our eyes open on the road, look for signs of like struggles, signs where people may have been um, taken off the road. We need to. We don't know what's causing it, so there's there's some investigation involved in all this. Yeah, the whatever's caused it could have happened at any point between here and Hillsborough. Yeah. So we just need to keep right. our eyes open the whole journey there. Are we being paid to investigate or to just deliver a message? The reward is flexible. The town crier told me that. The, the severity of the situation will mark the generosity of the reward. Well, let's, uh, let's keep our eyes open. Yes. Okay. Uh, also, I, I said at some point I was walking. Let's, uh, I, I'm used back on the whole where at situation. Perhaps it's wise to, um, keep my identity, my abilities secret when uh, unknown people. I would be one to agree, but you not brag about your status? <laughs> well, that was a close shave uh, last time in that house. I, I thought it was all over when, it, when that thing came at me without its weapons. I was... That made me think. Maybe... Um, being such a braggart the whole time is not always appropriate. Perhaps we should look into getting you some armor, something to make you a little bit more sturdy in a fight. Mm. I don't think it works like that. No. What do you mean? Well, 
you know, these spells they're quite complex they require a full range of movement to capture the magical energies and arrange them in such intricate manners and oh i, I understand quite well but i manage with my armor just fine yeah that does seem strange i don't know um i'm not sure why that is hmm. it just it doesn't seem to work for me or any it's wizards. odd restriction it is. <laughs> what is the what is the official reason, Neil? Uh, it literally says in the book, wizards just don't have the experience or training necessary to wear armor. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. But that's what that's what the book says. God, I've was... never had the time to learn how to fasten leather armor. <laughs> there always, was always eluded me. It said they don't know how to wear it effectively. Is pretty close to the wording. Yeah. I don't remember what book. It might have been one of the expanded books, or maybe it was in the DMG or something, but there was somewhere in there where like, well, you know, maybe it's something about the metal and the armor interfering with the spells, or, you know, you just need to find a reason because otherwise it's not balanced. Mm -hmm. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Something... I, just, I just think it's silly, their explanation of the players. Because they specifically say it has nothing to do with the metals and the armor being oh, a God. problem. There's no problem with that. No, no, you just, you just, just don't, don't know how to wear armor. Yeah. <laughs> And if someone puts it on you, you're just you're you forget yeah, your spells. You don't, you don't understand how to you wear your spells. Well, you know, no, you don't forget them. But okay. I, I think it's literally saying you don't know how to wear it effectively. So even if you're wearing it, you don't get the AC bonus. Like you, you just don't know how armor works. Yeah. It feels like lean your head forward to take the blow if you're wearing leather armor. <laughs> That's an interesting point. Do you not get the AC bonus, or can't you cast spells? You can't cast spells. So you can't wear armor and get the AC bonus. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, except you don't know how to. Okay. <laughs> yeah, except I don't know how to. Um, of the many things Malachi has learned, wearing clothes effectively, not one of them. Okay. Wizards cannot wear armor for several reasons. Firstly, most spells require complicated gestures and odd posturings by the caster, and armor restricts the wearer's ability to do these. Secondly, the wizard spent his youth and most of his life learning arcane languages, pouring through old books, and practicing. This leaves no time for learning other things, like how to wear armor properly and use it effectively. If the wizard had spent time learning about armor, he would not have even had the meager skills and powers to begin with. There are even unfounded theory. There we go. Here it is. Unfounded theories uh, that claim the materials in most armors disrupt the delicate fabric of a spell as it gathers energy, and the two cannot exist side by side in harmony. Well, this idea is popular with the common people. True wizards know this is simply not true. If it were, how would they even be able to cast spells requiring iron brazers for or metal, metal bowls? So... What if you were a mage fighter, though? Then you are, can wear armor, but you can't wear armor and cast spells. Because casting true. spells makes you forget how to you forget how to use your armor. I, I think yeah. it's more like you just can't make the motions while you're wearing the armor or something. Yeah, well then why can clerics do it? Because cleric spells are easier. Yeah. Mm. Sure. I don't I don't have to I don't have to perform interpretive dances to be able to cast my spells. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Alright. Um so on the road you go. It is a three-day journey. And what a lovely three-day journey to Clydesdale it is. We can just go ahead and skip through these days. Uh, so yeah, while we're on the road, we kind of keep an eye out for, like, signs of a struggle on the road. Like, maybe where there's a sudden just, like, feet 
footprints going in every which direction and like dragging off the road or something. Yeah, uh, this section of the road is nice and free and clear. There are other people walking along and traveling in carts. Uh, okay. Not a lot, but a few. Uh, I stop a few of them on the road and ask like where they're coming from, where they're going, and if they've like seen or heard anything strange on the road recently. Most of them are from Clydesdale. A few are from Rockwave. One's from Hillsborough. Okay. Uh, and they all just say that the road's been nice and peaceful ever since the hobgoblins were gotten rid of. Um, and what a lovely day. And would you bless my baby? Yeah, um, you know, would you kiss my baby? Would you? The usual stuff that you have to deal with when people see you. Mm-hmm. Um, but no one seems to be knowing what you're talking about, except for the guy from Hillsborough. The guy from Hillsborough has said that near Rock Ridge, where the road from Clydesdale hits the the coast. Let's bring up the map. Um, Rock Ridge. Uh, I don't... So that we have to zoom in on the map to see that? Uh, or zoom out Hillsborough? It's... Right to the left. I see the... Hillsborough, but where's Rock Ridge? Oh, it's below. Oh, okay, there we go. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, so if the road to Hillsborough, where the road um, kind of nears the coastline and it gets into that mountainous area is where issues have been spotted. Uh, messengers have gone missing. Carts have been found abandoned with all their things taken. Dead bodies have been found on the road. Uh, not, no, I'm sorry, no dead bodies have been found on the road is the mysterious thing about it. I've got... I've got a really bad feeling that it's going to be a, what are they called? Grimlocks. Fuck. Clydesdale is a reasonably large town, mm-hmm. I assume, yes? Yeah. Uh, um, we should do some research when we get there. Actually, well, at least we know we can uh, take it easy until then. It's a three-day journey to Clydesdale if you travel at the normal pace. Which means, Malachi, if you want to keep learning Nock, you're going to have to be studying in the mornings and the evenings. And Yeah, yeah I'll do that. I mean, I'll study in the mornings and the evenings and during my watch at night. Okay. Oh, because yeah. you've got your staff, so you've got plenty of light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, on the second day of your journey, you I, yeah, learn Nock. I asked Nock. him to use the candle so he doesn't give off quite as much uh, light. I learn Nock. Studying at night. You do learn Nock on the second day of your journey. <laughs> All right, then I'll start and, for- I'll start and forget. Okay. 75%? Yep. Do you have... Oh. Uh, there's no... Uh, spell restriction. Nope, I'm a mage. Right, but there, there's... You can learn as many spells per level as you'd like because that is an optional rule. And oh, yeah. You're... I'm nowhere near max anyway. Okay. Max is like 40 in spells. Okay. Cool. Um, is there anything you guys would like to do before you get to Hillsborough? Uh, before you get to Clydesdale? Anything on the road you'd like to do? Uh, not really. During okay. his watch, Van kind of scribbles some stuff down in that ledger he got from the widow, like one of the blank pages in the back. Sure. Just kind of write some notes down, like uh, things that he might be expecting from the mountains. Sure. At some point while we're walking, I, I reach into my back and I pull out uh, Corny's winter blanket and I say, oh, look. I'd forgot he gave me this before we went on the boat. So, want this? No? I, I have my own. Perhaps you should keep it. Well, it's weighing me down. I'll throw it on the floor. <laughs> the last thing of corny, and you're just like, ah, fuck it. Toss it on the side of the road. <laughs> I hope Bijan still watches. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Mr. Bijan. It's it in his bag. 
Okay. Uh, you guys arrive into Hillsboro the evening of Monday the 22nd under the light of a full moon. Oh god, I've got fucking full moons. It's too soon. Uh, Neil, I actually have some items in my inventory that I want to sell. How much could I sell a spear and a short sword for? You can Wait. sell them for... Is it just half the normal price? Yeah. yeah. You can probably just sell them for half price. Okay, yeah. cool. So that should be five gold for the short sword and two gold, five silver for the spear. Okay, thank you. Wait, is that right? Spears, five, spears are five pounds. Are they five gold as well? Probably not. They're no, they're eight silver. You can sell the spear for four silver. Okay, so four silver and then two gold and five silver? Yes. Two gold, nine silver. Cool. Great. Um, anything you guys want to do in Clydesdale that night? Or just skip yeah. on? Yeah. I've got some. <laughs> oh, maybe I'll do it first thing in the morning, actually. Uh, well, then morning rolls around and you guys wake up. Oh, you know, let's take a break here okay. and move on to our final section. God, this went by so fast. Tomorrow yep. on the other side of our break. See you guys in a bit. See yep. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Hardcore Heroes. You guys find yourself in Clydesdale, a brand new town. Yep. This is the county seat of Wake County, which is this area bordered by... Take a look at the map. Uh, bordered by Rock Ridge to the east, and I'm sorry, Rock Ridge to the west, and the ocean to the east. The peninsula. Right. Perfect. That's <laughs> the right word for this. The peninsula. Um, it has a nice big wall all the way around the city, town, really. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, when we get in, uh, I assume we go to a pretty like a decent tavern. Mm -hmm. And I want to uh, talk to the in uh, yeah the innkeep. I ask him about Rock Ridge. Uh, specifically, I want to know about the terrain there. If it's like grassy, if it's um, more like arid and rocky, if it has like a lot of low cut um, foliage. Rock Ridge, well, it's pretty flat out there. Uh, almost as flat as around here, Clydesdale. Is there grass? Uh, uh huh. Well, I mean, there's grass everywhere. Well, why are you so interested in, in things that grow out of the ground? We've heard tales of danger in Rock Ridge recently. Things that have been causing passerbys to disappear. Oh, I, I'm so sorry. I was describing Rock Wave. Hold on. Rock Ridge. Wrong place entirely. Okay. Not flat. Not flat at all. Yeah, I was about to say. That's kind of surprising. Maybe it's like a flat path. Okay. No, no, no. Rock Ridge is a, a large ridge of hills. Um, okay. Sorry. Uh, is it still like grassy and like lots of foliage? Like lots of sort of plant life low to the ground. Definitely, definitely tall grasses, a lot of caves, a lot of okay. creeks that run around through there. Um, okay, I ask him. It's also a dangerous place. You got hobgoblins and wargs, and even near the mountain, near Rock Peak, you got mountain giants, and of ah, course the rock that these are all named after. Exactly what I was afraid of, mountain giants. Uh huh. Well, a little tribe of them, three or four now. I think one of them died, assault in Redport earlier in the year. Hmm. Last year. Interesting. There. Have you heard anything about the disappearances along the road? I heard some people went missing. See, I heard they went missing. Their their carts off the road, their goods missing. But 
Uh, bodies were never found. As far as I was told, there's no sign of a struggle, no blood at the scene. It's, it's strange. Do you think anything could do that? It's clearly not the work of an animal. Well, you must be new around here because we got them giant trapdoor spiders live in these parts. Like to... In Rock Ridge? Yeah, and out here in the, the plains, too. They're few and far between, but they do exist. Hmm. You won't see them coming. All of a sudden, there's a eight-foot spider leaping out at you, pounces on you, and drags you back into its hole. They're not poisonous, right? They're simply... I mean, deadly, but not poisonous. I, I see I'll have to inquire to somebody else about that. Yeah. Um, other, uh, th there's other bandits and monsters around there. As I said, we sent most of them hobgoblins running, but that doesn't mean they all left. Maybe some of them are out seeking revenge. Right. Hmm. Let's see. What other nasties are out in Rock Ridge? Uh, well, clearly you, you know about the basilisk, but he ain't basilisk. come around very often. Uh, tell me about this basilisk. You don't know about the basilisk? I've never heard a thing about it. Stony is what they call him. Old Stony, really. He's one of them great big greater basilisks. Uh, lives somewhere maybe out in Rock Ridge or whatnot and sweeps through the, the Windsong Hills from time to time too. Not Not super often, mind you, but Occasionally, you come across people turned to stone out in the plains. Rarely, because normally he eats them. But, uh, yeah. Big old scary stone skin. Uh, there's a chimera out there, too, in the hills. You see him less in the plains, but still occasionally. Got the mountain giants. Some of the griffins from further east come out, or further west, sometimes make it over here. Also got the hobgoblins. There's some ogres. There's the big rock family, um, the spiders, Man's like just the scorpions down in the ledger as he does all this. See trolls. Trolls um, like a hell of a place. Wargs. Tell me, hobgoblins. Uh huh. Uh huh. What the fuck? Well, it's not a very settled place, and uh, he gives you a bit of a wink. It's well, one of the uh, reasons that we get to be uh, so safe here. Is no one. No one's going to assault us from the east. That's why we held off the rule of Eridon for so long. It's real hard to get to us, you know. Lucky Hillsborough's got that little path that goes to it. We That's try and keep going. it open. Oh, okay. We're, there's been some disappearances along the road that we're investigating. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, getting to the other side of the ridge is, is hard work. Not a lot of people can do it. Most people just take ships. Makes sense. The path is made to make it an easier trip to Hillsboro then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hillsboro's got some wonderful mines in and around it. Beautiful mines. They got silver, they got gold, um, no iron, but lots of copper, tin. Uh, find some gemstones out there too. That might that might come in handy, that knowledge mm -hmm. actually. If the town is losing traders along the road, that could severely impact their economy. They'd likely be more willing to help. Yeah. Thank you for your information, friend. I, of course. Uh, I think um, I have a wizard to go speak to. <laughs> I Is that a euphemism? No, not at all. Do you know of any wizards in town? 
there's there's one works for local lord. Maybe a few others about here, but I I tend to keep away from mysterious oogly booglies. I understand. It's they're a strange folk. They're very strange folk, but they do often have knowledge about bestiaries, and that can come in handy. That can save a life. I guess that's never been any of my business. I just tell the stories that I hear. Hold on, I think I see another customer. Yeah. Makes his uh, excuse. I want to go, like, ask around and try to find a wizard shop. I was planning to do the same thing, so perhaps we can go together. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with Malachi. And I, I kind of fill both him and Croak in on, like, some of the shit out here. And I tell him that I think the likely suspects are mountain bandits, trapdoor spiders, uh, are probably the two biggest ones I'm worried about. It could also be ogres, but I'm, even though I don't think Hobgoblins it's the basilisk, as well, right? uh, Hobgoblins, I think those got wiped out mostly, though, so they're a bit more of a rare occurrence. But I do mention okay. the yeah. basilisk, and that, though I don't think it's the issue, I would still like to prepare for that, just in case. Because mm. preparation saved saved our lives against that were-rad. Uh, so you look about... Mary's all around. You ask about, about wizard shops, and quickly learn that in Wake County, all of the wizard shops are in Redport. Okay. Uh, but they said that there's a wizard right. for the lord? Yeah, the local lord here, Baron, I don't actually have a name for him yet, has his mm. own pet wizard that he keeps. Okay. I, um... I, won't, I, I won't go. I don't need to meet that guy, so I'll, I'll leave you small. It would be difficult to meet him anyway. Okay, I, I still, I think yeah. I'll give it an effort. I don't have much else to do in town. So I, I ask if I could take a few minutes of the wizard's time. I have some questions about the recent troubles in Rockridge. Um, ba -ba -ba. Ba -ba -ba -ba. The wizard lives in the keep. So, so you have to, to like talk to the guards yeah. at the door. Um, what is your Charisma reaction six. adjustment? Oh, plus six, I think. Oh my god. You yeah. Broken bastard, you. Yeah, plus six. Okay. The guards are real friendly with you, super accommodating. Mm -hmm. uh, but they tell you the wizard doesn't really like to talk with other people. He, he likes right. to keep to his studies. And unless you've got something that is critical for his eyes, uh, he doesn't like to waste his time. Fair enough. I can respect a busy man. I shall, uh, perhaps a cleric would know something. And then I, I'm going to go off to a temple in town and try talking to a, a cleric who knows their shit. Right? Sure. You can find the high priest. He lives in okay. town uh, and works at the main temple there. All right, I want to ask him about basilisks, uh, specifically if he knows anything about them, because I've heard some stories and would like to. Why, yes, indeed, he has heard about them, and yeah. he is, well, I'm not quite in, wait, hold on, male or female? <laughs> she says, uh, I wouldn't call myself an expert on basilisks, but I would say I'm no more than most. I see. Could you uh, answer a few questions for me then? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard rumors that a mirror can be used to help effectively fight a basilisk on two fronts. One is that it could potentially turn the basilisk to stone itself, and the other is that it's... Hmm. I suppose the second one wouldn't work then. Even through a mirror, that must mean it's not safe to look into its eyes. But is it true? Uh, have you heard any stories of Basilisk being turned to stone after gazing upon itself in a mirror? Yes. Yes, this is 
a situation um, often told in legends and lore that a basilisk can turn itself to stone if gazing upon its own eyes. But there, there is one catch here. You wouldn't think it, but a basilisks have very poor eyesight. Very poor close. eyesight. You must be close. Uh, I think their gaze is effective to 50 feet. Uh, beyond 50 feet, their their magical gaze is, is useless. Um, but they cannot see themselves unless the mirror is presented to within 10 feet of them. I, I believe any situation where I'll need to confront a basilisk, it will be within 10 feet of me. Good, good. Well, I hope that never comes to pass. So also, do, I, do be careful. These creatures, while rare and hopefully you will never have to see one in your life, uh, it can be very difficult to avoid their gaze. They are... Well, they've adapted to its use. You must take the utmost precaution if trying to avoid their gaze. I can shut my eyes completely if necessary. That is probably wise. Just turn and run, really. Uh, they're slow. They're slow? They're about the speed of a dwarf. Oh. Well, in that case, that changes everything. Actually, slower than a dwarf. Right? Dwarfs have movement nine? Uh, I thought basilisks were really fast, so... No, they have mind. movement six. Okay. So they're as fast as a halfling. Yes, and a dwarf, yeah. They're slow. Real slow. Okay. Uh, I thank him for the information. Mm -hmm. And just as a precaution, I think we're going to leave for... I think we're going to leave here pretty soon. But as a precaution before then, I want to buy a mirror. Ooh. Like a small mirror that I could fit in my bag. Maybe about, like, yay big. Okay, a small mirror. About yay big as a square or something. Maybe a circle. I'm sorry. I Can you yay, yay big? All right. Mirror. You guys kind of say mirror with, like, a Y sound. Mirror. How do you say it? Mirror. Mirror? You have an A at mirror. the end of it? <laughs> no, that's just because I'm from up north, though. But down, even down south, they just say mirror. 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 Yeah. Uh, ten gold for a small metal mirror. Okay. I will grab that. And then I think, unless they have anything to do in town, we can just head out. Anyone have anything to do in town? No. Well, how much would... um? Some sort of anti-poison, something to boost your immunity to poisons cost. Hmm. Um, you can find a, an apothecary who can give you some anti-venoms. They are expensive. Where is my damn... Did we find out the trapdoor spider was, deadly, was poisonous? Uh, I never asked, but I think better safe than sorry. Yeah, would I not know from my task at the wizard shop? Oh, shit. Give me an intelligence check. Alright. Best thing I've got to roll. Like, gay I've only got 17. Oh, well, there we go. 36. Well, we should be doing under, but oh, that's no. fine. Actually failed no, no that's actually a fail. Yeah. That's yeah. A fail. Oh, no, that's fine. That's fail. I don't how know. Much, how much is an anti-venom? Uh, hold on, I'm just looking through here. Okay. Uh, 
here's an argument for you guys, right? The basilisk works by you, you like see its eyes, don't you? And that's why, or is it it sees you? No, you have to look into its eyes. So if you cast light on it, would you not be able to see its eyes anymore? Because it'd be covered in a big beam of light. Do you want to test that theory? I don't know. It's one to have in the back pocket, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's a good like emergency. Yeah. Okay, I take it back. There is no anti-venom. You need a healing proficiency to help okay. with poison. Uh, um, I, have, I have a spell for that, so... Right. I'll just worry about that then. Alright. Let's kill something, because I'm in danger of not getting enough XP to level up. Yeah, seriously, let's let's get out there. Let's leave Clydesdale, let's head to Rockridge. Okay, yeah. it's a two-day journey to Rockridge. Sounds good. Um, with the easy killable monsters. Easy killable monsters? I think yeah. I'm all out of those. I think I only have hard, unkillable monsters. <laughs> I only have trolls and mountain giants and griffins and chimeras left. <laughs> okay. So the first day, traveling from Clydesdale to Hillsborough is again nice, wonderful, easygoing. It's warm, surprisingly for the middle of winter. Um, the skies are clear. There's no rain. You meet a few other people on the road, not many. Uh, and then you make camp for the night. The next day, you head on to Hillsborough. You reach the coast. The road kind of travels along it for a while, and then goes well away, and then travels back to it. And soon you find yourself in a section where you've got kind of level ground and then a bit of a sloping hill down 20 feet to the water. And to your right is a, a large hill rising up. And then this this kind of flat area between the hills and the coast gets a little bit more narrow and a little bit more narrow to the point where you can just walk like one wagon forward at a time. And on your left is like a, a sheer cliff and on your right is a semi, not a sheer cliff, but a semi-cliff, semi-sheer okay. cliff. Um, this opens up again a little bit further down to more sloping hills, but you still have this kind of narrow path between hills to the left and cliffs to the ocean to your right. Um, well, if something's going to happen, it's going to probably be here. Yeah, that yeah sounds I think we about continue right. to Hillsboro, but we just kind of go a little bit slower than usual. I, I kind of think, say to everyone, like, you know, we should. Um, Keep your eyes open here. Like, whatever's been happening to these people, it's probably around here. Yeah, Van's got a shield out already on his arm, ready to go. And I think back to these trapdoor spiders, and we're, we're being forced down a specific passageway, so it's almost ideal place for a trapdoor spider because everyone has to pass through it. I, I, I watch carefully every step now before I take it. Every step. Yeah, you I guys wouldn't... move at half a mile per hour, poking the ground with sticks before you. How many miles is it to Hillsborough? From Clydesdale? No, from, from where, where we are we now. We oh. One pass becomes so narrow. Uh, well, you've never been here before, so you don't know, actually. I think we can't we'll, see it. I think we'll maybe no, go like... you can't see it. Wait, okay. Do you think like half or one-third speed? Something slower, so we can still get to Her Hillsborough if nothing happens, but we're kind of inviting something to happen. Maybe half speed, yeah. Just double, speed. just... Okay. I'm paranoid about trapdoor spiders. Yeah, half speed so that we can maybe be a little bit more cautious as well. Be a little yeah. less likely to be surprised. Okay. Um, you are indeed a little less likely to be surprised as you're walking down this path and somebody, there's no, uh, croak, you're, you guys are all walking and you see up the hill, slowly moving down it, one leg at a time is a six foot spider 
And then you see to its left and right are another two six-foot spiders. This The hill to your left is not vertical. It's uh, off of vertical, but it's still quite steep. And these creatures are moving silently down at one limb at a time. Uh, they're maybe I, uh... 10 feet in front of you and 20 feet up. Okay, right. so they're really close. They're like 10 feet. 10 feet in front of you, 20 feet up. Okay, I uh, immediately stop walking and pull my bow out. And as I loose my arrow at the, the closest spider, I yell out uh, to arms, guys, we got spiders to deal with. Get ready. Right. Awesome. And I, I shoot, though, like as I yell that. Uh, Neil, quick question. So I have slow poison. Yes. Which uh, will stop poison from affecting you as long for the duration of the spell, uh, which is four hours for me at the moment. Uh, and basically, as long as I, as long as it's affecting me before the poison takes effect, can I cast it before I'm ever poisoned? Ooh. Would it, I just be immune to poison for four hours effectively? I let me see if I can let me read the spell. But that okay. sounds about right. It's clever. That's a cool use. Yeah. That's very clever. It says it does say when put upon a poisoned individual, but it says it greatly slows the effects of venom if cast before the uh, before the poison takes full effect. I don't think it really specifies. Mm. It's called slow poison, isn't it? It's not called neutralized poison. Right, it's a higher level spell. Slow kind of indicates that it, it just stops it from working. It kind of sounds to me, having listened to the spell being read, that if you cast on yourself before you got poisoned, then when you got like injected with the poison or whatever, it just wouldn't take effect yeah, until four just... hours. Yeah, I but think it, you... you wouldn't be immune to it. You just the effects would come four hours later. Yes. Okay. Then, as a precaution, uh, being the melee guy, I'm going to cast uh, slow poison on myself and then pull out my scimitar and start sort of. All well, all someone roll a d10 for initiative because we're doing oh. this on the first Can round. Can I shoot bow first? Can I win initiative and just be like loose arrow? Um. No, because you guys were, you and the spiders were, neither of you were, you were both surprised and then neither of you were surprised. So you guys yeah. spot each other at the same time. And as you start okay. to make these calls, they react to your movements. Okay. Uh, who wants to roll it? I'll uh, roll it. I got it in already. Come on, Kirk. Yeah. Oh, no. Beautiful. The spiders oh, go no. first. The lights. They uh, got Malachi. They got him. <laughs> <laughs> Malachi <laughs> right under my trapdoor spider. <laughs> I'll just I'll come back on in a minute. I don't know. The first spider <laughs> leaps out off the cliff towards Van. Its legs kind of <laughs> out towards you. All right, I'm five AC. All right, it lands on you. Its big teeth coming down and pinching at your neck. You take two points of damage. Alright. Save versus poison. Not yet. You have to do that in a few hours. You might have to do multiple <laughs> save versus poisons in a few hours. That's fine. Um, the second spider leaps for Malachi. No. And hits him. Malachi, you take three points of damage and you need to make me a save versus poison at plus one. Oh, die. At a bonus of one. Ooh, I we need this. Um, nice that you get a bonus of one. Yes, because this huge spiders are not quite as venomous as the others. 
This might be a TPK if this is hey, a poison. Oh. Three damage, eh? Okay. Yep. And it takes a certain amount of time before it kicks in. Should I just make my save versus poison now so I know nope. what I have to worry about before the uh, slow poison's over? Nope. Okay. We'll do it all later. Um, Fair enough. Malachi. And the last spider jumps at Croak and lands on him as well. Good job, spiders. For five points of damage and a saving throw versus poison. Shit. Plus one. Plus one. That is a success. Twelve. Success. Yep. Okay. Party's Thank turn. You, plus one. I cast sleep on the three spiders. Ooh. Uh, roll me some hit dice. What was the okay. damage they took? Uh, yeah. What was the damage that they took? I said them and forgot them. So have I. Five, I think it was. Chat. I think it was Somebody I look at chat. Malachi took, it was five. Malachi took three. I took two. That's all I know. I think you took five, Croak. Did I take five? I don't know. I so. Chat will hopefully remember. Someone look at chat. Somebody's saying five in chat. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's 2d4 right now. Is that... Yes. I know it says it affects the lowest hit dice creatures first, but these all have the same level of hit dice, so you're going to randomize it, or can I specify the one closest to me first, like the one fighting me? You get to pick which creatures are affected by it. So you could pick just the one next to you. No, I want to pick all three, but okay. I want to say... Oh, can you pick what order they're one. affected in? Is no, exactly. it affects lowest hit die first, and other than that, it is randomized. Oh, okay. All right. Four. Four hit dice. Okay. They all fall asleep. No. Wouldn't that be nice? I bet one does. Do yeah, I think. Um... Yes, one of them passes out. Okay. Roll to find um, which one. It is the one on Croak. Fuck it falls asleep guy. and falls off they of him. At least two plus one hit dice. All right, rest of the party. Get this thing off me. <laughs> I can't uh, shoot a bow into melee. No, stop it. If it's like a giant spider on top of Malachi, can he make that shot without too much fear of hitting him? Like, uh -uh. having fired a bow, it's much easier to aim Rules at. Rules is written, say, uh -oh. that yep. it's 50-50. Right. I don't think I want to go get bit. <laughs> Shit. Um, Could I drive them off with fire? You can try. I, I want to spend my turn lighting a torch and then wave it aggressively at them. Like, yeah, get out of here, fire. Sure, you can do that. Um, it'll take it takes a round to light a torch, but since you're literally, you know, five feet away from them, I think you can light the torch and make a, a swipe at the creature with it. Yeah. Um, not an actual attack roll, but like a, a driving. I'm not off. trying to hit it. Yeah. I'm trying to like scare it off a of fire. Okay. Cool. Uh, it its reaction to that will happen next round. Okay. Uh, for my turn then. Oh God. Man, get this thing off of me! Okay, I can't move without getting another attack from the spider, so I'm gonna try and kill the one on me as fast as possible. Okay. Uh, where's... Oh, there it is. Alright, so I have Thacko 18 now, bear in mind. Alright, roll to hit. Oh, that's Twitch chat. Let's not do that. <laughs> 19. Hit. hit! Uh, and I do plus one damage. So, D8 plus one, seven. 
you skewer the spider. It hisses and chitters at you in response. Someone roll initiative. I'll roll. It. Let's not have me this time. Yeah, I'll do. Why it. roll it? I think I've rolled. Well, yeah, I'm doing. I think you're in the most times. danger. Like I think you're yeah. in the most immediate danger. I think I'm gonna die. Like I know I've said this before, but I've only got four health left. Initiative. Thanks. Spiders go first again. The uh, one on Malachi hisses and shrieks at the fire and disengages and begins to back up using its two front legs to yeah, kind of awesome. stab at you. And, yes. Um, the one on Van Helsing is fairly focused at the task at hand and it reaches out with its pincers to bite at you again. 15, 5 AC? Yeah, 5 AC. Oh, it just barely hits you. God damn it. Its teeth sink into you for a point of damage. Alright, fine. Uh, party's turn. Alright, uh, fuck this spider. I'm killing it. Or hopefully. hopefully. No. Nope, nope. Scimitar whistles through the air with no effect. The one that backed off me, is it disengaged completely or is it like still... It's down the it's down the path, maybe thirty feet, and starting to climb up the hill. Okay, so I'm gonna. Um, mithril. No, uh, I guess I'll just like uh, like crawl away on my hands and try and like uh, scamp to my feet. Okay. Um, Did you take damage light. when you sealed your save versus poison, or has nothing happened yet? Nothing's happened yet. I cast uh, light on the spider that I'm fighting. Okay. Can I do on its eyes? Yeah, I can call it right. Yeah. Uh, the spider's eyes glow with many lights. Uh, they shimmer. Okay. Um, is that everyone in the party? No, Croak. No, Croak. Croak. Um, I guess. I've, I've successfully driven the one off of off of uh, Malachi. I, I want to drive. I want to yeah fire at the one uh, that's uh, on top of Sean, or on top of uh, Van Helsing. Same same idea. Just like I walk over and beat at it with the with the flaming torch. All right. Uh, are you actually trying to hit it? Uh, sure. Give me a just roll to hit. Just fuck it up. It's not uh, minus four. I say. Could he attack with a weapon and then like sort of have them sort of like shove the torch at it to try and uh, I think in this case the torch is the weapon. Okay. That's an eight. Okay. You wave Thaco your torch 18. in front of it. Eight Thaco 18. Okay. You, you don't burn the spider. Um, and is that everyone taking their turn? Yeah. yeah. We go to the next round of initiative. I'll do it this time. Seven. You guys go first. Cool. Uh, Alright, so so this spider is still in melee range mm -hmm. on me? Damn. Right, it's I'll not on top of you anymore, but it's yeah. before you kind of like kind of lunging actually, at you. I was kind of hoping that they would go first so it would disengage or hopefully disengage, but that's fine. We'll just make another attack roll and miss. miss. Croak Malachi. Same thing, I guess. Oh, wait, doesn't it get a minus four to its AC as well? Because uh, Yes, it does. So that's minus four to its AC, and I also get Thacko 18, so that's an effective 11. I Still missed Thaco 18 okay. with an 8, so... Okay. Yeah, would, would Croak have hit with an 8? Oh, yeah, would Croak have hit with a 14. No, like... Yeah, it, with the minus okay. 4 to it. I'm oh, doing the with, same thing. I'm the... adding at it with my... The exact same effectiveness. Wait, Croak, what's your Thaco? Thaco 18. 18. 
Okay, no, I didn't take into account the minus four from the light. Um, your hit actually hits Croak. Oh, okay. So should I roll two sets of... Uh, roll me... Roll me d6 damage. Because the torch is not quite a club, but it does some burning on top of that, so... So that's from the first one, and that's from the one I just did. Okay. Cool. And I'm screaming at it. Yeah! Yeah! Fire! Back, beast! I'll come in, uh... Do I want to bash it with my stuff? No. I'll watch. Okay. The spider disengages, and skitters away down the the open path before you before climbing okay. up the hill should we do initially take my dagger to kill the one that's asleep yes you can just kill the one that's asleep yeah can we do initiative really fast sure right. eight spiders go first and they climb up the hill are they out of sight yet yes they can move uh pretty far in a single round and they are gone over the tops and vanished from sight how do I feel, Neil? Uh, you feel sick. You do not feel well. Um, the area where the spider bit you on the side of your neck, in the back of your neck area, kind of, feels swollen and painful. Okay. Yeah, like it hurts. Kind of it's like, man, yeah. how bad is it? I, um, I say, come on, we need... Uh, I, like walk over to the spider that you killed, and I literally just hack its head off with the scimitar. And I kind of, like, hold it in my arms, and I'm like, come on, we need to get to town quickly. And I, like, start off at, a like, a jogging pace toward uh, Hillsboro. I guess I, like, struggle to keep up with that. Yeah, if he's, like, falling behind, then I'll, like, go back and sort of do the, you know, uh, over, like, sort of help him along over the shoulder. If you jog, you outpace me significantly, because I move at movement rate 8. Uh... I think you can still jog to go faster than our normal walking speed. All right. Oh, I think he froze. Yeah. Uh-oh. My dog is going to be in the right eight. Oh, there we go. He's back. Um, how close are you to lowering your equip load a little bit? Maybe Malachi can carry some stuff for you. No, I'm not. <laughs> well, I'm encumbered. You'd have to take... Neil, he would still go faster jogging pounds. than he would walk. It doesn't matter. You can run, you can jog, you can walk, you can go backwards. The onset time is only another 13 minutes away. Oh, and Malachi so, slows... Preemptively, I'm going to cast a Cure Light Wounds on him to see what's going to happen. Okay, uh, roll some Cures. Uh, six, that should put him to full. Yep. Okay. All right, let's see what happens. Uh, Malachi ends up slowing down. This pulsing and throbbing in the back of your neck shoots pain and kind of like fire in your veins through your head and through your body. You end up needing to sit down to rest. Mm. Uh, you get really uncomfortable and weary and your eyes start to glaze over. Uh, your vision starts to blur and you die. Well, all right. Van stands up. And I'm going to sprint to town. <laughs> Leaving Croak behind? I say, Croak, come as fast as you can. I need to get to Hillsboro. And I literally just start sprinting. Um, right. Okay, I, I take anything of value that's immediately apparent off of Nick, off of uh, Malachi, and then I follow. Okay. Basically, I take a minute to take anything valuable that he has still, and then go. 
All right. Uh, I messed up the cams. I accidentally turned off Nick's cam. Nick, can you turn it back on? Oh, okay. Sorry. I I, I, it was on purpose, but I, I, I messed it up. Oh, God. If I don't get there within four hours, I'm probably going to die. Um, oh, screw it. It's all, it's all ruined. I ruined the overlays. Uh, Sean, can you turn it off and on your cam real quick? Yeah. Sorry. One sec. Uh, My mistakes. I ruined all the overlays. Oh, God, uh, there it is. I wish I had a healing proficiency. There we go. <laughs> I yeah, I'm sprinting to Hillsboro, hoping to make it there as fast as possible. All right. Um, how far is Hillsboro? It's not too far. You've got four hours. Four hours. Not a problem. You can make it to Hillsboro within four okay. hours by yourself. Croak, you're <laughs> jogging along by yourself. This is the worst day of Croak's life. There's so much <laughs> running. His friend died. This is awful. What What do you guys do with? Okay, hold on. Van Helsing, you've you've sprinted. We're gonna deal with yep. you in a moment. Croak, you were left behind with Malachi's body. What do you do? I um, I guess what I said is I looted and run, so I stick with that. Okay, uh, Malachi, share your gear with Croak, and Croak, you okay. pick off what you want. Uh, Hundred and four gold. I'm sorry, what? Hundred and four gold. Hundred and four gold. Take that. Twenty silver. Thirty silver. 20. 20. Five copper. Okay. All right. Uh, my spell book. Yes. I will take your spell book. Uh, robe, backpack, torch, clothes, uh, scroll staff. case. No, I'm, yeah. I'll take a staff. Good. Winter blanket. Uh, the wear rats brush. You dropped the winter blanket. I have it. I had to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lock and key. I'll take the lock and key. The magic candle and two gems worth 50 gold on the potion. Um, okay, potion of vitality I take. Uh, two gems worth 50 and magic candle. So what I'm taking from him is all the coin, the two gems, the potion of vitality, the magic candle, the good lock and key, his magic staff, and his spell book. Okay. And... I say a quick, like, prayer, I guess, to the evil gods that kill our friends and then run off. <laughs> okay. Van Helsing, you make it in town with about an I, hour to spare. Yeah, I, I immediately go up to a guard, just like out of breath, panting, just like, I, I need a proficient healer. Immediately. Well, what seems poisoned. to be the problem? I've been poisoned by a deadly spider. Find oh, sweet Jesus. Here. And he runs with you towards a, a temple. There is a, a temple with a cleric of Martha on okay. board. I explain the situation very quickly and say I need immediate uh, aid against this poison. I know that it's deadly. I have about an hour until it takes effect. Okay. Let's see. I mentioned that I'm a cleric. Uh, if they need some form of recompense, I can. I have plenty of things that I can do as a cleric. I'd be more than willing to pay off the debt, but I need immediate aid. All right, I'm just looking to see what spells they have available. Somebody with um, there's other ways to deal with poison, right? Like somebody could cure poison without magic. Yes, uh, a healer could tend to you. I, I feel just like want to see if they have somewhere any... in the temple. Yeah. Right. I think cure poison is third level. With the potion of vitality, it's saving. What's it even do? Oh no, it might have. 
I think it actually. You should have drank it. Oh, I should have drank it. Fuck. Neil, I would have drank it. Would have? I mind. Yep. I was scared. I forgot what was going on. Would yeah. it have saved me, though? What's it do? Where the hell are my clerics of Martha? In, in the one thing that I would say to allow him to drink that potion, the 13 minutes did pass in about 30 seconds for us. That's true. I feel like as players, it's been probably less than 13 minutes since that happened. I think he probably mm -hmm. would have the idea, like, I'll drink he this. thought of it within 13 minutes. So maybe he drank it, and he's totally fine now. And maybe Van Helsing is going to die. Why <laughs> hmm. have a potion of vitality if not to save your life? Yeah, I feel like once he reaches the point where I see him like starting to pass out, Van catches what's going on. Maybe he drinks the potion, but I mean that's up to you. I guess it would sort of be retconning. But that's yeah, it's there's definitely a lot of. It's only been like five minutes though, Neil. Yeah, my argument is that it's been less than thirteen minutes since it happened. As players, if we thought of it in that time, then I think it'd be reasonable for the characters to think of it in that time. Because I'm panicking about as much as they probably were. Hmm. These are valid arguments. That's some that's some good lawyering. <laughs> I'm gonna hire you if I ever get in a pickle. Yeah, and make them that as a career. Use a proof against poison and disease while in effect. Alright, so you drink the let's backwards a little bit. You guys are running. You drink the potion. Yeah. Let's take off I the dead. Does it, I think we're like running to town to like get help. And then once he reaches the point where he can't go any further, and he's like starting to get sort of it's like, oh, I need to rest and things like that. I think Van kind of catches on and he drinks the potion, but Van still sprints to town. Well, it's only delays, I think. So I'm still sprinting. Okay. Okay. So hold on. You drink a potion of vitality. Don't you have that other potion that like basically saves your life? Or is that the potion? That is this. It does oh, everything. Okay. Cured poison does just slow it. The potion also makes the user proof against poison and disease while it is in effect, and these will recover lost hit points at the rate of one every four hours. Hmm. Proof against poison and disease. That sounds like you. That sounds like it would cure your poison. Yeah. All right. All right. Mark off your potion of vitality. You're still alive. Yes. Um, in the future, because this is a good case study to look at, in the future, when we deal with poisons, I will we'll do kind of a we'll try to do as much time passes in the real world as it does in game. But sometimes poisons might take hours to take effect, and we might need to yeah. skip ahead in game time. So okay. I will give you up until the point where you guys say I'm out of ideas, I give up. From, okay. from here on out, or the amount of time that, as it elapses in the real world. That, yeah, that seems fair. That seems fair to everyone? Yes. Yeah. I'm happy to be alive. Okay. Woo! I'm very happy that I passed yeah. my save versus poison. You so didn't want to take 15 points of damage? No. <laughs> oh, wait, was it? Oh, it wasn't even instant. It was. No, yeah. it's, not a, it's not a kill. It's 15 points of damage. Oh, I'll survive it. <laughs> um, anyway, you get to a cleric. <laughs> Yeah, I still none of them have cure poison on them, but one of them can attend to your wounds and yeah. help with it, and they will give you a plus two. You have two poison saves to make, Van. You got oh, bit twice. That, that will kill me. I do yes. have a poison save of ten, though, so I'm incredibly unlucky if I fail both. I deserve right. to die at that point. 
Oh, <laughs> so, so wait, a proficient healer couldn't make like a check to... A proficient healer healing. can give you a plus two bonus to your poison saving throw. Alright. So, so you get... Roll below eight both times to die. Uh, well, you get plus two and plus one from the spider's poison is kind of weak. So I have to roll so, below seven two times here to die. It's uh, pretty low odds of yeah. death. So d20 plus three and ten or higher. Go for it. I survive. Survive one and the other? I failed the other one, but I don't die. You take 15 points of damage. Are you... Oh, because you, you only took three before, right? Yeah, and if we're really worried about it, I could always cast aid before it takes effect and get temporary hit points for it. Well, we didn't, but... <laughs> All right. Could have done that. I survive. I'm, like, lying in the infirmary, like, ugh, just vomiting everywhere, I guess. Yes. But I survive. Yes. That was close. That was that really was close. close. I thought we were going to say goodbye to our second player. Oh. All right. I think we know what's probably taking those uh, travelers. That's it. Yeah. Is it time for some XP now? It's time for some XP. Yeah. All right. Today, I think we did a lot of prep work for later sessions. So XP is going to be low today. Hopefully, so, it'll pay off later. So, wandering the fucking road on some quest, way more dangerous than planning and, and then making a heist happen. Let's remember yeah. this. <laughs> okay, here's the thing, though. I got to play the game for the quest. <laughs> <laughs> I still like the idea. Like, the one thing I did like about Malachi dying was, like, Van sees him dying, and he just, like, wants to feel really sad, but instead he just stands up and just sprints to town. <laughs> okay. So... Spiders, you defeated three of them in combat. We're given mm. spider experience. Quite a mithril saga. Uh, which you paid for with money, and that is not treasure. Yep. But I appreciate your attempt. Okay. Um, let's see. You made some good contacts at with the Borum's Emporium. Um, let's give some experience for contacts at Borum's Emporium. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Well, I uh, I got to be the apprentice for the wizard. Mm, kind of. Yeah, I think that might go under individual. Ex uh, no, I don't think that really right. goes under experience. Um, Would we get still in a trial period? If we sort of set up the next phase of this whole spider ordeal in the mountains. Like, I just wanted to talk to, like, an NPC really fast. No, I don't think there's anything that would give you experience for that. Okay. Um, so, in the next five minutes. So okay. 340 experience for each of you as a group. Plus 10%, right? Plus 10%, which I will let you Three, do on your own. 340, did you say? Yes, sir. Yeah. And... I'm going to wish that I did that fucking recap. <laughs> right, no joke. Oh, yeah, I get 100 for that. Oh, yeah, marked down 100. Encountered. Where's our experience chapter? The chapter on experience. Here it is. Um, common individual lore. player has a clever idea... That saves um, the life of party member. Well, I think we're going to give Van 
500 experience for a clever idea that saves the life of a party member. Well, that saves the lawyering. party. Hmm. Saves the party. 500 um, XP for excellent lawyering. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that seems okay. good. Sure. Um, player I has a clever. Them. I mean, I won't, I won't say no to XP. Yeah. Uh, Van, why don't you also take. 50 experience for getting a uh, for asking about the monsters in the area and another 50 for buying a mirror even though their chances of a greater basilisk are super super low uh, I think okay poison was first level so it's only 50 experience for that right well hold on we're not getting oh, we'll get to that in a bit um, who else has clever ideas um, it's hard the clever idea one's hard because you guys are always clever with everything and it's hard to make things stand out when Every idea is a good idea. Uh, fire, see. maybe? Hmm? Fire to scare him off, maybe? Oh, I do like that fire idea. Yeah, why don't you mark down 200 for that? Um, why don't you also mark down... No, actually, we already included that. Da -da 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 -da. Okay, there's no warriors. Priests, spells to overcome foes or problems. The slow poison... Yeah, so take 50 for that. Or 50 per spell level. It's a first level. Okay, uh, Malachi, take 50 for your light spell. Sleep. And 50 for your sleep spell. Sleep saved me. Mm -hmm. I would have died. Mm -hmm. um, boop, 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 boop. I think it saved the whole party, actually. Because if you hadn't have... um, if you If you'd been bit by that spider and you got locked in combat, you probably wouldn't have lit the torch. Maybe, yeah, probably. All right, I think that's all in terms of experience for today. A little bit of a low XP session, but we'll be fine. Uh, did anyone level? Uh, no. no, I did get 1,200, though. Nice. Hang on, hang on. We're not over. Right, learning spells XP. Ooh, learning, you learned two spells? Two level two spells, and that's 400. Yes, it is. There you go. And... Do I get XP for like saving my life with the potion or not? No. Okay. But do include the ten percent for all your other stuff as well. I'm gonna nail. Right, let me add this up here. Has anyone got a calculator? Yeah. What's three hundred seventy-four plus five hundred fifty? Three seventy-four plus five fifty. Yep. Nine twenty-four. Are you? Uh, oh, I. Just, no. yeah. Shy. We get hundred XP for role playing now. I need I need like eighty XP to level up. Oh yeah, did we add hundred XP for role playing for everyone? Um, we we've got it every other session. We've you've always gotten experience for role playing. Yeah, I think it yeah. was in the book. Like there's role playing XP for playing. Your I don't game. think we have been honestly. I know we've gotten role playing XP. I remember that. I think we mm -hmm. have early on. I think in our first couple sessions, but I don't remember having it the last two or three. Let me check last session to see if we still did it. I think we've had a few characters stuck at just a few experience away from level so yeah so oh. enjoy enjoy your last moments at level three malachi god damn you hold on let me see if you gotta be <laughs> i'm almost positive you did role play in xp last session let me check i think you did as well but you know i guess you didn't get to kill me so this is a small victory for you <laughs> <laughs> Well, I cringe every time my players die. I'd rather you yeah. didn't. Ah, I can't Can you hear them, them like just listening to Prince songs out there? What's the cause? Yeah, 
That seems a party player has a clever idea. Do you have any extra clever ideas, Malachi? Oh, actually, I was going to give um, Croak another 150 experience for his uh, dwarf misadventures. <laughs> nice. That is personally gained. I mean, that wasn't an experience, an experience to be had. Uh, awesome. If I find out that you have been doing roleplay next week, can we just have him level up before next session? Eh, no. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm it. positive every session we've had 100 XP people who roleplayed their character. I should have done the fucking. God damn it. <laughs> That's it for now. We'll we'll get it next level if you next day if you survive. Um, I think we are still on for next week, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wait, my uh, after it's like, next week. Oh, for God's sake, it's my girlfriend's birthday next next Saturday. I can't I can't play next Saturday. I'm sorry. You can't play next Saturday, and Sean can't play the Saturday after that. Hmm. Uh, I'm playing <sighs> the summer after that, though. Hmm. Uh, I take it Fridays don't work for you guys. You guys have I jobs. I, I, can, I can do I can Friday, Friday night, right? Like, I, yeah, I, I should be open Friday. Like Anytime 6 afternoon. 6 p.m. or later Pacific. What time is that in England? Oh, God. That's like late late hours later. That's 2 to 6 a.m. for you, Nick. Yeah, I can't really do that. Um, uh, Sunday. I can do Sunday. Yeah, I, I could do... I can do pretty much Friday, Saturday, Sunday, anytime around noon would be fine. What if we do... Um, what if we just move Hardcore Heroes to Sunday for next week? Could you guys do the same time on a Sunday? I can. Sure. Yep. Yeah? Yeah. Alright, so next week we'll do Hardcore Heroes on Sunday and we'll do Shenanigans on Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Let's try not to get confused, because I, I know I will. <laughs> um, but that's it. And Congratulations on not dying, Malachi. And yes, I'm, I'm very happy you were not dead. Yeah, I'm so glad that vitality potion because I would not have thought of it if you. Had yes, Croak looted my stuff to force me to read through my inventory. Yeah, there you go. And then remember that, <laughs> I had, that the potion like cured everything. Oh man, that would have been rough. Yeah, I, well, yeah, that would. Been... All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week on Sunday for some more hardcore heroes. Yeah. Bye bye, everybody. Take care. See ya. Bye.